Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of the oh, wrong way, this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers who you can see. <gasps> <laughs> and there's what? this person below me, who is who you don't you don't know yet. We'll introduce him in a minute, but I think we should start with our regular cast. Please introduce yourselves, lovely people, because the campaign is all about you. Oh, Go first, I think. I'm Claire. I'm actually Claire. And I play the character Mira, who is a dragonborn sorcerer. Uh, half red dragon, half silver dragon. Um, who, if you tuned into last week, had a couple of revelations. It was, it, was, it was very cool. Still don't know the whole story, and neither does she, but that is canon. So, yes, that's me, and this is me. This is this is this is this is Claire. I can I can actually point on this. Wait, hang on. There we go. I can point. There she is. She's right next to me. Alrighty. Next next player to introduce themselves. Give us a big smile. Give us a wave and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Michael. I am playing Lucky Hobbs, the Warforged Artificer. Um, yep. Checking through the jungle. Just had a whole lot of information downloaded. Uh, there's still a little bit that he has to divulge at some stage. So we'll see. See what happens, because there's six secrets. Secrets, secrets guys. All right. Well, I'll, I'll guess I'll jump in next. Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm Jared, and I play the character of Jin. Um, he is a level six law warbard, uh, law bard and a level two hexblade warlock. Um, I do a bit of the spy work of the group, um, sort of hide in plain sight sort of thing. Um, and I'm currently an associate and ally of the Tempest Guild and is um, helping them in their goal of stopping the Queen of Dragons team at. I'm Ali and I'm playing the character Lyran. She's a um, straight up moon druid and um, she's mostly just happy to be trekking along in a jungle with um, her new friends. Um, yeah, she's just excited. <laughs> And tonight we are joined by a lovely guest character. Now, I was going to say we're not going to introduce your character just yet, but um, I realised that the overlay includes both your character's name and your character art. Uh, so, <laughs> don't, let's not say... <laughs> yeah, it's a classic Owen, Owen manoeuvre to like be way over-prepared and actually, as a result, provide way too much information. So, what I'm going to get you to do is introduce who you are, um, but don't tell us anything about your character yet, because we are going to introduce your character as the story progresses. All right. Well, I guess I'll just start from the from what we know. Uh, my name's Matt, and I will be playing uh, the mysterious character Yerdan, uh, who all will be revealed later. <laughs> in due time. All, all will be revealed later. Um, I'm hoping that we can get you in nice and early. I don't want to have you sitting there just watching the oh, streaming. That's no, no, I really, I really want to bring you in quickly. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we are going to... We've already, the chat already excited about the cameras. Yes, we, if, you are, if you're listening to the podcast, you've got no idea what's happening. Um, but if you're, watching us, uh, if you're watching us live or if you're watching this on YouTube, oh you God. will be able to notice that you can see our faces. Oh, we've got some fangirl for Jin going on comments. Oh my God, Jin is so handsome. I know, yeah, I know. I was going to reveal that. <laughs> Your male cousin, we should add, just to make so people don't think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so if, if you're watching this live, we have a new overlay for when we're doing Theatre of the Mind and behind the scenes stuff. Um, not behind the scenes stuff, sorry, Theatre of the Mind and, and off map stuff. I will also bring us across to our classic overlay, which I've modified as well um, to include our, our new lovely character art. Um, but yeah, you'll still be able to see the roles. You should should still be able to see the character art cycling through as well, um, which doesn't just show the current players; it shows all the character art we've done for all the players and all the characters who've been in uh, been in the show. 
Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Um, I, I'm really excited to have this. I'm really excited to be able to like have other people with me and it's not just me by myself, which is a bit sad. It's nice to have other people here so I'm not just looking at all grayed out faces of people. <laughs> I, I feel like I haven't been, I haven't seen you guys in so long. It's nice to have the, have the video because um, we all live in different states now. So it is, it is nice to have the, have the video. Well, last time I saw you was uh, on the uh, freeway back from uh, Ballarat. Yeah, that's that true. Actually, it, yeah, really? that's a good point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we we both waved when we probably should have been focused on driving. Well, uh, I slowed right down because <laughs> I was like way ahead, and I slowed down, <laughs> waved because I knew you were going, and then I'm like, okay, and yeah. then I sort of sped back off to the uh, actual speed limit. Well, I mean, you say the actual speed limit. I reckon that would have been would have been a little bit fun. No, 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 we're not going to go there. Um, alrighty, so I will quickly power through our recap so we can jump into the session. Um, I don't want us to have us have us waiting for too long for the for the good stuff. So let me take my jumper off. Let's get serious. Let's do some D and D, everybody. So, Nira, Jin, Loki, and Lyra are in Pay. Or have travelled from Palin, sorry, the capital of the Ocean Empire, and now the location for a council meeting of lords, spies, and mercenary groups. As the threat that has been posed by the Order of the Dragon looms larger each passing day. The group have travelled quite a distance from Palin now. They have travelled uh, up towards the northeast of the world of Nostea, towards an island nation of Nunia, a ravaged, bare hunk of rock in the middle of an Arctic ocean uh, that is actually a caldera, the centre of a volcano, with a rich, dense jungle growing in the very centre. Contrast to the icy, windswept shores of the island. After travelling through uh, the town of Borskia Bridge, they uh, travel by airship to the town of Borskia Bridge, after travelling through the town of Borsky Bridge, gathering some supplies, uh, recruiting interns, classic um, temper skill behaviour, uh, they have finally, finally journeyed into the jungle beyond in search of a dwarf, a bearer of the white dragon mask known as Varum, uh, also known as Varum the White. The journey into the jungle was uh, less than smooth. Originally travelling in on the back of uh, Lyra's back as she was a, she turned into a giant eagle, uh, the landing through the dense canopy proved somewhat problematic. The party crashed to the jungle floor uh, right next to the body of an adventurer who had been devoured by the plants. Not really learning from this obvious signposting by their dungeon master, the party continued to stomp through the jungle at their own leisure uh, and came across a group of carnivorous plants which proceeded to munch on several members of the party. Luckily, Lyra was able to transform into a giant snake and grapple the plant, holding it in place while Mira and uh, Jin fired magical beams at it and Loki just cut sections off it like a, uh, like a badass. Um... We left off last session after the party had encountered a village of lizard folk deep within the jungle who seemed to recognise, uh, vaguely recognise, some of the uh, aspects of Mira, some of the, the dual chromatic nature of Mira, uh, of Mira, inviting them into a large long house in the centre of their village. They came across a series of painted messages on the walls which seemed to have an interesting effect on one of the characters. Uh, Loki. The sequence of images seemed to be some sort of activation code, allowing Loki to finally access parts of his memory that had been uh, lost to him for the past couple of uh, decades, centuries or so, um, which revealed interesting information involving the ritual needed to release Tiamat and the role that one of the characters might play in that, um, which Loki knows and uh, has not shared with anyone, correct, Loki? No, I have not shared anything more than Fan. was on the screen. 
fantastic. So as long as no one in this group listens to the podcast, they've got no idea what I'm talking about. So actually, for once, I'm actually kind of counting on you guys being terrible fans of this show. Um, just don't let me down. Don't let me down. Um, in the meantime, the rest of the party um, saw that a series of paintings behind this uh, this area um, depicted a chromatic dragonborn, a dual chromatic dragonborn wearing a strange amulet, an amulet that was actually sitting on a pedestal, a dais, right in front of the group. After speaking with the lizard folk and convincing them that um, Mira may be the one who is destined to hold this amulet, Mira stepped forwards and uh, took the amulet for herself. After using some of her magical sorceress energy, her elemental energy, to empower the amulet. A blast of energy uh, emulated from this amulet, and Mira gained the ability to modify the energy of her spells, change it from different attack types to her two elemental uh, forms, ice and fire. However, we're not going to jump in with the party. Our story begins with another person. A person who travelled to the jungles of jungles of uh, Nunia, with a group known as the Oxenfurt Historical Society, an expeditionary force paid for oh, by them. Oh, nice. After, after spending some time traveling through the jungle, meeting much misfortune, we see a lone figure climbed up in the branches of a large tree, cloak wrapped around him, keeping him hidden from sight and unfriendly eyes. The green foliage on one side, the, the green foliage appearance of the cloak on one side, blending in with the uh, canopy above, the strange brown bark-like texture on the other, blending him with the trunk of the tree. Matt, would you like to introduce your character? Alright. Um, so, Yerveth is uh, a wood elf, uh, ranger rogue, um, who's a bit of a tracker, a bit of a scout. Um, grew up on the streets of Oxenfurt, but um, quickly outgrew uh, the city life and uh, wanted to go out into the world, explore the city, uh, explore the world, um, earn his keep here and there where he could work for different people um, and yeah basically you know really trying to find his place find his his, his people um, sort of never really had strong like connection with friends or family um, so I guess that's part, probably what he, he's really looking for uh, but the, and the closest he got to that was uh, unfortunately the, the, the expedition the, the members of that expedition where he oh, was man. like yeah, he, he'd been on a few missions with them, a couple of expeditions around around the continent, around Nostea. Uh, and, you, you know, this this was, uh, I guess, a um, it's meant to be just another another job. Yeah, I think uh, you probably have been pitched to it. The Lord that um, sponsored this expedition told you it would be two to three months at most. Um, all you would do was to travel with your group into a uh, into a section of unexplored jungle, um, yep. and you, uh, you there was some talk of potentially some sort of interesting ruin or artifact there but not much detail was given at the time it was sort of the way yeah. it was presented to you was pretty innocuous just a very standard search and uh report back reconnaissance style mission yeah. we it, really it, it was very yeah it was very mm. understated it was not meant yes. to be anything that would be too uh dangerous so to yeah speak. absolutely i don't think you guys even applied for hazard pay like for this one it wasn't oh. wasn't strictly oh, no, necessary no. yeah i was a little bit disappointed about that yeah <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, out of the expedition. Yeah, <laughs> Betty, like Betty's overtime. a bit. Betty's regretting that right now. <laughs> yeah, overtime. Yeah. Your overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, I think you can. I, I I think we would all like to hear a little bit. Just just a hint of what life has been like for you over these past few months. 
Yeah. So I, I suppose, really, I mean, to you that he, um, he's really just been focusing on, I guess, uh, just surviving in such a uh, inhospitable uh, landscape. Uh, it's probably a, 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 an environment that he, he would be somewhat familiar with, but not to this extent. This is yeah. quite foreign to him. He's he's used to like you know rolling forests of uh, of the continent, not nothing this exotic. Uh, so he's equal parts, you know, trying to keep alive, trying to stay, yeah, stay alive, really, in such a, a hospitable place, but also quite secretly, quite like this is, you know, this this is great. Like I'm I'm in my I'm sort of in my element a little bit. Like yeah, um, you know, after after the initial like loss of the expedition, he's really just being, I suppose, just not necessarily just surviving, but perhaps you know maybe trying to enact his own revenge or his own justice against those who, who might have uh, had a hand in the expedition's downfall. So. Yeah. yeah, the the words of, of Jade and the expedition leader sort of echoing in your ear most days and sort of waking you up in a cold sweat that, live, live for us all, damn it! The, the last thing you heard him yeah. say. Yeah. Really echoing, echoing in your ears. Um, yeah. yeah. You have been aware of this lizard folk village for a couple of days now. Um, because it is so hard to travel through the jungle and the dangers of the upper canopy are quite substantial, you have mostly avoided getting too high up in the trees, which makes it very hard to figure out where you are. You've had to rely on your natural tracking skills, your natural survival skills. Um, but the, as you say, the, the environment of this jungle is very strange. Um, the fact that it is in a completely sort of icy environment, all of the warmth and the energy comes from the volcano. So most of the plants in the lower sort of story of the jungle don't photosynthesize they rely on the chemical energy from the volcano so the the undergrowth is dense everywhere it's not it's it's very unlike most jungles where most of the foliage is concentrated at the top where the sun is it's dense everywhere which means there is a huge amount of life and dangerous life at every layer of the jungle um you would have probably seen probably i i think that what makes the most sense is you were tracking a group of yuan t that were making oh, yeah. their way to this lizard folk village. Um, yeah. The group was quite strong. There were six Yuan-T um, purebloods and uh, so, so humanoid Yuan-T. And then there was a Yuan-T that was monstrous with these massive snake-like appendages that kind of warned you off a little bit to take on Solo. So you were happy to just track and watch from afar for the moment. You saw yeah. them raid the lizard folk village. You saw them attack and take... Um, lizard folk children lizard folk adults take supplies and then disappear back into the jungle not really knowing whether or not the lizard folk were trustworthy knowing that they're they're the enemy of my enemy style thing you have kept close to the lizard folk village but not not really engaged with them yet you've managed to stay out of sight with help from your cloak you've been keeping your distance out of uh, caution you were surprised to see a group approach the village from the southwest um a dragonborn a warforged, another elf, possibly, you're not sure, maybe could have been a wood elf, could have been a, a high elf, could have been a half elf, um, and then a very strange elf who transformed into a lizard moments before, uh, <laughs> transformed into a lizard folk moments before the lizard folk sort of captured them. You, you'd seen their scouts and you knew they were hiding there and this group just walked right into it, basically like an ambush. Um, you've watched them be greeted initially quite um, aggressively by the lizard folk, but eventually, after some conversation was had, which you, you sort of can't hear from where you are, the lizard folk lower their spears and invite them into the village. This seems like a good sign to Yervith. Yeah. Potentially, the lizard folk aren't the dangers that you might have once thought. Um, what comes next, though, within sort of 10, 15 minutes of the group arriving in the village and going into the longhouse, 
the windows explode in this brilliant red and blue light, uh, red and white light, I should say, from spilling out from either side, like this discharge of immense magical um, proportion. Uh, a few moments later, um, you see lizard folks sort of running around, looking in, and then beginning to bow towards the hut from outside. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you would, right. if you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you wanted to make an insight check um, or arcana check, yeah. you are absolutely welcome to. Our first roll of the night and our first guest character. Oh, definitely going to roll insight. Um, hopefully, this works. Yes, twenty-three. Plus nine, plus nine insight. Just a little bit of an insight there. <laughs> um, yeah, the lizard folk, initially their body language was indicating they were quite suspicious of this group. Um, then that suspicion sort of turned into cautious familiarity. Now it is outright veneration. They are bowing before this hut. Um, whatever that magical energy was, it has really significantly changed the, uh, the opinions of the lizard folk towards this group. Um, you see that the guards around the perimeter, are, they've moved away, they've abandoned their posts, and they are now bowing for this, basically this area, um, this hut. Very strange. Um, you mm. probably see this as your opportunity if you were going to stealth into the village. There's no guards. Doesn't look like anyone's keeping watch. Now might be oh, a good time. Yeah. I think I probably will, yeah. I, like, I, I sort of like slink, like sort of, um, yeah, try like lower myself down from the, uh, from the canopy, from the trees. Yeah. and uh, sort of, well, position myself, like maybe go across some of the branches, sort of uh, very dexterously move across the, 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 the trees and the branches to get a bit closer to the, to the village. Uh, and then when I'm sufficiently close, I'd like just sort of slink on down the, uh, to, the, to the ground and uh, yeah. sort of squirrel my way into the, uh, across the perimeter of the village. And I love it. Sort of try and, yeah, get a little bit close to one of the, to the, one of the uh, houses or one of the constructions and just sort of, uh, yeah. What, what you've watch. described what you described sounds amazing the question is can you roll a stealth check to match it <laughs> i can certainly try you should be, you should be fairly stealthy i'm guessing as a yeah yeah say so, yeah in that exact same way when i know i'm not oh. a natural 20 for a total of 30 <laughs> um, oh, which, no which makes which makes a lot of sense given the cloak you're wearing right now um That's yeah true. you you yeah. wrap your cloak around you <laughs> and um if if there were if someone were to be watching this um they would see that as Yervis pulls his cloak around him, brings up the hood and hides his face, uh, and then drops down from this branch, the cloak shifts in colour, the, the bark, as he moves away from the green leaves, the barky appearance taking over the uh, the full length of the cloak as he then takes onto the undergrowth, the red foliage, because most of the leaves down here are quite red and quite dark blue and purple, the cloak changes colour again, taking on the appearance of this foliage as he moves between it, almost like a chameleon. Um, he proceeds on foot, darting through the village, moving out of sight, you walk right past a group of guards who don't even look at you. You just immediately move straight past them, all their attention focused on this on this building as you just slip quietly through. You hear the sounds of conversation coming from inside. Um, you hear a Warforge, the Warforge voice, so this quite a tinny sort of robotic sounding voice, speaking quite animatedly, um, asking questions and sort of demanding answers from uh, from someone else in that someone else in that hut, someone called Mira demanding explanation demanding to know know more about what they're doing and uh, and what their plan is what and why why they're here what their motivation is um but the lizard folk haven't noticed you at all they're all sort of focused around the entrance to this hut you sort of moved around to the side and are now taking shelter behind the back while you're doing that we will jump back inside with the rest of the party um i think we left off last session just after Lockie had uh, discussed with mira about the uh, motivations for why she was traveling what she was aiming to achieve 
Um, and we left off after that explosion of magical energy. So, my question is, what are the four of you doing? I believe Mira's taken... I guess yeah, she's still standing. She's just standing on top, so kind of... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. Waiting. I guess I'm still looking at my feet, I suppose. I think, um... Well, we were bowing. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah sorry, right. yeah, we did oh, in last oh, session. I just, I just looked at my feet. I the lizard folk began bowing, and so, uh, that's right, yeah, the lizard folk inside began bowing, that's what started the chain reaction outside, so yeah, and, and the other, I think all of you guys bowed to her as well, which I found quite funny. Yeah, cool. I wasn't, um, I wasn't bowing from what I remember. I remember one of the, uh, other yeah. lizard folk being like, what are you doing? Like, bow, get down. I'm oh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And Mira also, at this point, now that she's kind of out of that magical stupor and fascination with the gem, she'll look at you all and go, What are you doing? This snow is just stents. What are you doing? Guys? Guys? Good tap. on the head. Oh, hello. Blind. You're not going to blind us again, are you? Blind you? No. Well, that's was quite an arcane explosion you did. Ah. Sorry, everyone. It's... Should just smile really toothily, just... I oh, sort of, uh, I whisper sort of, I think you're meant to make a speech. Something. I think. Uh, I'll turn to the, um, the elder, the, the seer. Yeah. I think yeah, she's yeah. the seer. Yeah, yeah. The old and blind just... lizard folk. Yeah. What is she kind of looking like? Yeah, I'll I'll describe her again so so that people can remember, because I think we didn't touch on too much detail with her. So yeah, very, very grey faded scales, completely sightless white eyes. Um, And yeah, dressed in, like, compared to most of the other people who are wearing very clearly um, tanned hide uh, clothes and armour, she is dressed in actual um, cloth material that looks old and faded, but seems to have been repaired, possibly by magic. Um, repeatedly and repeatedly again. So it looks like maybe some old ceremonial robes. Um, probably at this point, having spent a bit of time looking at her, you now can see these robes were not meant to be worn by a lizard folk. They were meant to be worn by someone a lot taller. Um, it looks like they've been adopted by the lizard folk for this purpose. And yeah, she, she, as you sort of turn down and look at her, she sort of, again, stands back up again and looks at you and goes, You are destined to destroy our enemy, the Yuan-Ti. It is, it is what you are here for. You have finally come. What took you so long, my dear? Uh, I guess that I was just waiting for our paths to collide. You know, destiny. Well, you are here now. Yes, thank you. Thank you for this, this gift. I hope that I can use it the way that you intended to. Although I do not know much about the UNT. They are oh. our enemy. Ancient enemy. What did they do originally? They we know killed. what they're doing now. They are aligned, as we told you, with our our enemy. But they kill. They hurt. They have worked for such a long time to disrupt, to cause destruction. They came from the Golden City deep within the heart of the jungle. Legends say they were once like you, 
points towards uh, Lyra. Because you're the only human-looking one at the moment, so yeah, she she points towards you. As in, they could turn into animals or human. Oh, they they appeared as humans, as as uh, flesh, fleshy-toned, pink skins. But that that changed. Was there a particular event that led to it? The cataclysm that shook the world. Legends say it created them. Some dark force corrupted these people. Mm. She just falls silent. Says nothing else. Mm. Well, I think that our, our aims are congruent. I admit that I had thought that originally they might be our allies, but it sounds like the enemy of my enemy is still my enemy. So I think if it's okay, I would like to withdraw and discuss with my companions what our next steps will be. And also, if if there is among you a a guide, I think that I'll look at the others. I I think that would be quite useful. Of course. I, I mean, we, we, we tried to make our way before, but we nearly got eaten by a plant. Yes. Ah, yes, the carnivora. They are very dangerous. Why would you walk on their paths? That's a very good question. We are. We didn't know at the time. Yes. We know now. Yes. yes. Normally, Maybe. one does not get a second chance to learn from an encounter with a carnivora. Well, we are all made to take on more than plants. Actually, I'm just going to retcon. I'm going to call them carniflora because that's a much better name and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the carniflora, yes. You're welcome for the puns, everybody. Um, yeah, the, 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 as, she, as she sort of stands up and gestures, the rest of the lizard folk begin moving out. Are you actually going to take four psychic damage for that? Yeah, I've made a tally. My own. <laughs> oh, Jesus. How are you not dead? I make puns every <laughs> single session. <laughs> Terrible puns. Oh, my God. <laughs> Might need to revise this. Or do it. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the older lizard folk woman, this uh, this seer, um, begins gesturing to the other lizard folk and, and leads them out of the hut, leaving you alone. Um uh, Yerveth, from outside you see this older, very grey, aged uh, lizard folk sort of walk out, hobbling on her stick as the rest of them sort of come. And uh, she begins speaking in Draconic to them. Do you speak Draconic? Do oh, indeed. Hey, fantastic. You're playing Tyranny of Dragons. <laughs> if you don't speak Draconic, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we discussed this last session. I was like, no, oh, that's convenient. Everyone speaks Draconic, isn't it? Um, but then, I mean, I'm guilty of the same thing. Like, the only time in my life I've been a player, I spoke Abyssal and Infernal because we were going to Avernus, so... Ah, but I can't, I can't we have judge. one f- one of our friends has decided to not even speak common or abyssal or infernal yeah. in a descent to Avernus. That's yeah. it's been very interesting. So okay. I'm, I'm running I'm running a descent into Avernus campaign. They're in Avernus, and one of the players lost his character the session before and decided to play a grung. Um, for those of you who don't ah. know what a grung is, a ah. grung is a small frog-like creature that has to be immersed in water for an hour each day, or they <laughs> take one point of exhaustion. <laughs> in Avernus. Uh. Top layer oh, of the nine work? hells. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that Andrew? 
It is Andrew. Yeah, yeah, Does he just have to carry like a, a like a bucket of water? He with has him a he has a backpack. Curses? He has a waxed backpack and ten water skins. At every single short rest, wow. he has to take all this shit out of the backpack, tip the water skins in, and sit in it. <laughs> hey, That's I didn't brilliant. put this restriction on him. He did this to himself. This has nothing to do with me. I'm a good DM. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but also now every player in my campaign has to play a grung whenever there's any like fire elemental stuff involved because it's too funny. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so so in that case, you hear in Draconic all of these all of these lizard folk begin talking. Um, she she sort of says, Shh, "They need time. Take it to the borders, protect our land, and I shall require a scout. Who amongst you would volunteer?" Uh, she almost doesn't finish the word volunteer. So many hands shoot up, um, arms raised high, just waving in the air, moving about, making these strange hissing, <laughs> clicking noises. Um, she sort of looks around again. She should not be able to see. Her eyes are completely white, but she does seem to be able to, to make out some kind of detail. She points at uh, one of the younger-looking lizard folk, a, um, another azure-skinned uh, lizard folk, but this one, very light, pale azure with sort of flecks of green across the scales. Um, Seth, you, you shall be the one. Come, I will introduce you when they are ready. Um, and he steps forward. The rest of the lizard folk sort of, oh, head bowed looking a bit disappointed um and she begins sort of like waving them off and they they move back and start taking up positions away from the hut so you are undiscovered for the moment as they move aside back inside the hut you guys are now alone and Mira just kind of holds up the amulet again and just trails off just looking at it well, you didn't burn up on the spot, so that's good news. What? I didn't know if that was going to happen. It was just a possibility. Um, can I just have a quick, you know, just like thumb her eye, lid back, and just be like, is anything wrong? Is she bleeding or um, eye falling out or anything like that? Are you looking at the Ertzat's eye, the replaced eye, or her actual uh, eye? Both, both eyes. Okay. Uh, the Ertzat's eye. Um, where before, I think you had it so that it was a red eye, was No, it was the silver eye, because you lost your silver eye, because it was the red... Oh, was it? No, it was red eye, because the silver side got burnt. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so yes, it was a red eye. Yeah. yeah, that's right, it was a ruby. The gem has changed colour. Um, it is now a swirling mass of white and red, constantly moving in a small spiral towards the centre. Oh, wow. That's her other her other eye hasn't changed, um, except that you do notice that the silver eye now has flecks of red in the pupil. Is it okay? Hmm. Can I make an arcana check to see if yeah this is anything? Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, you could do arcana or medicine, depending on what you want to learn. So I can um, I'll describe oh, some okay. physiological stuff if it's medicine and arcana if it's magical in nature. Um, and oh, luckily, I'm an optometrist, so if you're going to ask physiological questions about the eye, I've got some good news. <laughs> I, would love, I would love to, but... Uh, we're doing D&D tonight. <laughs> 26 for wow. arcana. Lucky. Um, yeah. People's eyes can change colour for a couple of different reasons. You know that wild magic sorcerers occasionally, if they uh, if they fuck up and uh, lose control of their magic, they can change aspects of their physical appearance. You know, there's spells that can change aspects of physical appearance. Uh, Jin is it, the way he changes his appearance and modifies his body is is semi magical in nature. It's not just um, a physiological change. There is some magical 
change that's going on there as well. So so that sort of um, that sort of magic isn't isn't super high level. I mean, even um, alter form is or alter self isn't it's not that high a spell. You'd be aware of spells like that. Um, this this is something deeper. This isn't just a, a changing of appearance. This is reflecting some very very powerful magic that has has formed. You know that there are certain magical artifacts that when people attune to them or, or sort of um, provide them with energy they can have effects on the person who binds them you've probably heard of um belts of giant strength that change your physical appearance to make you more like uh, more like a giant um there was a there's probably a famous uh, famous case you'd remember a few years back where a, a halfling um couldn't get citizenship status because he put on a belt of frost giant strength and was now designated as a human and his clan wouldn't take him back in because he passed the height requirement um, and that was how the that whole campaign for equal heights began in uh, in Oxenfur. One d four psychic damage. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can kill Claire in a single episode just on puns. <laughs> you set me a challenge, Claire. Um, yeah. No. So so you you would know of um, of magical items that can change people's appearance. This seems to be something along those lines. The the attunements, whatever she did to this amulet, because it didn't it didn't respond until she did something notice there was some, something she did some focus that she had with it or some um, th- there was some change that came across because the first time she touched it nothing happened it was only after a few minutes when she focused on it that that, that explosion of magic happened yeah you suspect something similar here it's, it's, it's a result of the bond that she has created with this item see looks like you had some transchromatic bleeding there my dear ah it's very complicated to explain, but basically your, your your magic is something has changed with it. You you've bonded with that item you have, and this is very interesting. I didn't realize my stats I would would react this way, but it brings up some interesting ideas for. I'll get to that later. Actually, Lucky, yeah. yeah. I, one more thing: you when you create the Ertzat's eye, that's one of your artificial infusions, isn't it? Yeah. You no longer feel the connection to the Ertzat's eye. Whatever has happened has broken it. Uh, you have a, your artificial infusion is now free once more. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to mention that. You've you've completely assumed the artifact itself. It's it's not reliant on my concentration anymore. It's now part of your physiology. Physiology. Huh. That's fascinating. Thank your pardon. Sorry. It's beautiful. I, I don't know what what what. what? Shot. I don't know what. <laughs> what? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Lockie and Mira, not Claire and Michael. <laughs> I don't know. It's swelly. It's swelly inside. Ah, I can't see him. Ah, that's... No, wait, just g- g- give me a moment, and I'll, I'll find a rag of something and just like... Shh. Oh, yeah, just polish your arm. Yeah, I love it. Just, yeah. Like, there, could, yeah. You could just... Yeah. So just, like, look at it. Yeah, it's this swirling mass of energy in the center of this uh, this crystal that's at eye, and your other eye, the silver now has flecks of red in the pupil. Uh, pupil in the iris. Be weird if you had flecks of red in your pupil. Oh, 
Um, but the question is now, which is the next step? Well, yes, uh, I say. Again? I was just gonna say. Let's, I guess we're just gonna go kill some snakes. I mean, you know, well, where there are snakes, there's probably barren. That's the curious thing. I thought that one of these snake people was stabbed by Varen, yeah, but that's that's what you remember. That was the the main event of Borski Bridge. Was this group came off the boat? Um, one of them started talking. This this sort of strange figure in a cloak started talking to this group, and uh, the leader, this dwarf, just stabbed him in the face. Like oh well, stabbed him in the gut first. As they bent over, stabbed him in the oh. face and left their corpse bleeding on the on the side of the road. That's why I thought we could potentially align with the ONT, but I'm beginning to suspect that that's not a good move politically considering what just happened. Um, so. Mm. Yes, it seems our, our, our new friends and compatriots out there are very eager for us to, to hunt them down. Well, I did have this thought. Potentially, Barum is after their city, if that's where they come from. A golden city filled with treasure. Mm. That sounds like a bit of a horde to me. Yes. Um, Yervis, can I get you to roll me a quick perception check while you're there as well? I just want to see how much of this you're hearing. Yeah, sure. um, as you are in position. As Mira says that, though, I will quickly say... All of it. <laughs> 21. Um, yeah. It does make sense that... He's trying to find the Temple of Golds. He fell out of favor with the um, with the cult, it seems, and lost his mask. So he might be trying to get that favor back. That's right, buy his way back in. That, that makes sense. That makes sense, Jin. That's... Hmm. So, well, we're, we're at a crossroads here then. Do we continue trying to follow the path of these 1T to help our our friends out here, or do we try and hunt down the, the cultists? Because, I mean, I feel like we're probably on the clock here, right? Well, potentially they'll be at the same place. Maybe. You know, not these law speaking, we'd probably end up running into them at sooner or later. I mean, we're not exactly being quiet through this jungle. Um, I know, I you know, if we get the drop of them rather than they get the drop on us. Um, if only we were more stealthy. If only we had someone who was <laughs> someone familiar with the terrain. Yes. Yeah. Someone who doesn't step onto Carnaflora. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, have, you hear the whole conversation, you hear everything they're saying, uh, perched as you are underneath the window, um, back of the hut. Mm. This is definitely, uh, you have a very interested. He's he's sort of like, hmm, I feel like I might be able to align my my objectives with this party's objectives. I mean, they're... one of the one of the things that stands out to you is this group are talking like they're they're going to be in and out like the conversation they're having doesn't seem like they're lost in this jungle it seems like they've got a clear path in mm. and that they're just assuming they're going to be able to get out no problem so that i mean that already yeah. to you is like okay okay mm. the other thing that stands out is they've mentioned golden city a couple of times now that yeah. to you definitely uh uh triggers some uh, responses of an emotional nature yeah i um 
Yeah, I got some flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, this, like, this kinda, one kinda, man. Kinda, Yeah, I kind of shake my head and I'm like, oh, how can they think it's so easy? Easy at all. But yeah, um, okay. we'll jump to Yervith. The, you can hear this conversation going on inside the hut. Um, the the talk about this Varum, you've got no idea who that is. That's not it's completely new information to you. Um, they don't seem to be allies of the UNT, which is already a bit of a, a tick in Yervith's mind, I imagine. Um, the other thing that they've said that probably stands out to you that we haven't mentioned already, um, I think probably would be the conversation about that. Because you guys have mentioned that you're from a guild at this point. I'm pretty sure I had someone say about a guild which would trigger your memory over you know that there are adventuring guilds that are based in Oxenfurt. The, um, the adventurers, the adventurers league is a group of, of guilds, minor guilds and major guilds that operate out. If these are associated with an adventuring guild, then they are trustworthy. They're likely from your hometown, um, or from Palin itself, the capital of, uh, of Oceania. So the, right. these people already like, yeah, I, I definitely heard you guys mention guilds. So then that probably to you is like, okay, I know who these people right. are. These are adventurers. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'm, I would be fairly familiar with guilds being like yeah. growing up in Oxenfurt. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. It probably yeah, probably so... would have been like a childhood dream to one day be part of an adventuring guild, but then your path took a different turn, and you ended up with the historical yeah. and uh, expeditionary society. Yeah. Who who would have? I mean, you probably would have had a member or two from adventuring guilds with you on this expedition. There might have been one or two. Oh, maybe not this one. Probably your previous one, which was a slightly more dangerous... Well, which was presented as being slightly more dangerous than this one. There might have been a yeah. couple of members of various guilds with you at that point who just were there. I would have with them yeah. in the past, you know, you would have. on different, yeah, different things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say right. let's say the group that you've had exposure to would have been um, the Oaken Heart. They're a pretty um, expeditionary-style guild. They mainly focus on scouting missions, so that makes sense that you might have had exposure then before. Perfect. Yeah. No, I, they, okay. Uh, yeah. So Yervath, I guess, would like... He, he realizes he's in a kind of a precarious position, doesn't want to, like, make his reveal too dramatic, not having formally, you know, in, in, in the circumstances, you know. But he's he sort of... You don't want a whack-a-mole pop-up from under the, yeah, uh, the windowsill. Yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> you scout? Hello. Um, no. Knock-knock, um... <laughs> this is the plot talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sex, Yervitha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm probably. I'm still. I, I know that the, the group obviously seemed very trustworthy, but I'm slightly reserved still. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't want to make my uh, my uh, my first introductions with them you know, too dramatic. You know, I probably like slink like around. Like, I, I probably keep listening into the village, uh, uh, listening in. Sorry to the conversation. Um, just sort of. Keeping an eye out for the for the lizard people because I kind of don't want to get caught by the lizard people. Yes, sneaking around. Yeah. So I, I probably at probably at this stage I'd want to maybe be looking to like if I if I if the party is seem like they're about to move on. Um, because what time is it? Is it night or? No, it's um you guys left sort of mid morning. You flew over the jungle for a couple of hours, so it's just it's sort of early afternoon, sort of around two three o'clock. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I would probably be looking to move out of the village, having heard what I think what I what I need to hear, and I would probably avoid trying to get captured by the lizardmen. Yeah, I so might stick, I might actually like jungle. kind of sneak sneak out, and then if I decide maybe in a couple of hours I might like walk in. Yeah, maybe, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah, okay. absolutely. As you leave here, like I say, don't be silly. 
Do you have know how unlikely it would be to run into someone that would actually need at the time that you need them? <laughs> nice. The, is, <laughs> the world is gigantic. This it's, it's vanishingly small. What the odds are astronomical. <laughs> I've calculated them here. Yeah, well. Look, I can write them down there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Yerveth, you sort of slink uh, towards the nearest patch of foliage, moving between your cloak, taking on the appearance of the foliage for you, and you stick towards the outskirts of the village, keeping a close eye to see when this group leave and where they go. Yep. Um, yeah, back over to the group in that case. So, um, yeah, you're inside this hut by yourselves. Um you can hear the sound of the the uh, seer lizard folk talking to, because um, they they're, they're still speaking draconic, so you can understand them clearly. Uh, talking to this young scout called Seth, um, giving him clear instructions to guide you to um, something she's calling the tomb of Diderus. Um, be, being very clear to take take you guys there, but to go no deeper himself. He is he is not to enter under any circumstances. Hmm. Okay. Yes, so should we continue on this strange path? I feel like you're right, Lucky, though I, I disagree. It seems like that will be provided with some sign. Yeah. I have one question. Lucky. Yes. You seem to be very informative something happened before the um coronation to say what did you see what did you what did you look at in the past or future because some you came in with knowledge none of us possess what happened there he unlocked the q code yes is a great QR code. No. Um, I, no, do you know what, though? I, that was the inspiration for those wall paintings and the Lockie's reaction to it was like QR code. <laughs> oh, mate. Too yeah. many QR codes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to let everyone behind the screen. It does kind of spoil the magic a bit, but yeah, that was the. It's like D&D &D QR yeah, codes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, it's hard to explain, but. I checked into something. <laughs> I, I Exactly. I, I, I checked into something. I didn't have any dependence, but. <laughs> So it was just oh me. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but it, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I guess I've had some memories of things locked away for... I'm, I, I think I'm older than I realized I was. And with that unlocking came, came a bit of extra information. It seems we have in, um, in our midst Perhaps I don't I don't know much about gods or anything, but perhaps there's some some machinations here behind the scenes or some predestiny. Or, I don't I don't know how to explain it, Mira. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but for this moment in time, for this while, it seems that a lot revolves around the choices you make, which is why I was very adamant about trying to figure out your motivations. I do not understand. I'm trying to as well. But I fear that perhaps the actions that we take may 
stop this coming calamity or perhaps hasten it? Hmm. So, we should check out this temple that they were talking about. There might be some answers there that we can find. I think that's a very good thought, Jim. As I'm like a big lizard man still, oh, with yeah. a sort of like a sort of weird outdoorsy outfit. And Lara, can I ask a favor of you for a moment? Certainly. What's you that? you have the magical ability to manipulate and sense things like foliage and such like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can. Uh, I, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen you use it countless times. Could you possibly direct that energy in my direction? I want to... I have an experiment I want to undertake. Okay. Just hit me with a, with, with a little druid craft. I'm, I'm curious to see ah. what happens. Yes, uh, one, one problem, I, uh, I do not have druid craft. Oh, I did. My dear, I didn't realize you had forgotten it. That's, that's right. <laughs> this thing uh, happens in time to time. It might have something to do with, uh, being stuck for a while, but yeah, I, it's um, I, I it's really embarrassing, but I just find myself I can't do it anymore. Oh no! Is it a block? Are you feeling uneasy or a little a little down on yourself? Because I've I've heard that sometimes things like that can happen. If you're not if you're not in a good mental space, then things that you know. Yeah, well, all I can think of is being disconnected from nature for you know. Fuck knows how many years in that damn gem. Um, you know, I think I think it's just cut me off. Like, hopefully, being back, back in this forest, maybe maybe it might wake something up. Um, hey, you never know. I get lucky. Okay, well, well, we'll we'll have to see later. But I I I feel like my mechanics are not all that I thought they were. So we'll we'll, um, we'll bend that for now. I mean, I, I have other spells. Um, I mean, I can fix things. And I can change the shape of water. <laughs> very um, good. Both of those are very, very important. But I, I don't feel broken. Very helpful. Right now. Are you a plant? I don't think I'm a <laughs> Are you mineral or if plant? I was a plant, would I, would I know it? That's that's the question. Very, very hard question to answer. If you were plant, would you know it? <laughs> I don't know very what to say to that. Philosophical. Yeah, I've got plant? no response. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, you're well, made of metal, and I well, I, I assumed as much, and that's, that's mostly what I can see. But I just I mean, I can heat metal. I can I can try and heat up. Oh, don't, don't, metal no, you're... oh, please, please don't do that. That would be no. highly uncomfortable. Yeah, I even think it would be a good thing. But then you find out if you were made of wood or not. Based on must. <laughs> you want fire? Please, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sending flashes of Olaf from Frozen. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. So, my question is sorry, what are you guys doing? Oh, yeah. Sorry, go. Before we move on, um, this condition afflicting Loki, um, 
Would it be something that could be maybe affected by, say, a lesser restoration or something? Um, like, is it like an actual thing that's happened to him, or is he just unsure? No, uh, I, I don't feel unwell. I just I have a new awareness of myself. I, like I said, I think I'm older than I realized. Can I make a nature check or something? You can make a nature check on Loki, yeah. I'd say probably if you're looking to try and figure out how old he is, maybe investigation would make more sense. Um, but you can make a nature check. Equally bad. Try and Perfect. help her. You can help her, yes. She, you said it before she rolled, so you can help her, absolutely. Advantage? Yes, with advantage, because of the help action. 19 is a good roll. Eight's not a good roll, so we'll take the 19. Um, yeah, as you have a bit of a look at Loki... It is a bit hard to determine how old he is. Firstly, because he's made of mostly metal, wood, and other materials as well. And he is a magical construct in nature. There is magic that powers him. Um, despite all the clockwork and all the gears, it, 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 there, is, there is some intense magic powering Loki. The way that he's, his form can just come apart and reassemble itself to move position when he does the Boots of the Winding Path. That's how he does his Boots of the Winding Path. Um is is very strange like there is some central magic um so for for matt's uh, benefits uh Loki took boots the winding path of one of his infusions and we decided to do it like iron giant style so he splits apart and then reassembles himself in the position he wants to go to it was really cool that's cool just, just that's some cool. fun flavor um just nice. some delicious fun flavor um so yeah there's definitely something strange about Loki. with your investigation this is the first time you've actually genuinely stopped and tried to have a look at what powers Loki. the first thing you notice is that there are a number of runes in giant inscribed inside his armor on various points inside his armor um most of the integral components that make up the neck a number inside the central chest you sort of have a bit of a look and start looking over him and examining him in detail yeah there's a number of giant runes inscribed upon him which is initially and immediately interesting because from your understanding the giants disappeared long before any of this stuff has started to go down long before the ruin long before all of the the stuff like the, the one of the, the the central key moments of nostea was all the other races arriving and the giants disappearing leaving it behind um which is interesting because the giant language is not spoken by any group anymore even the hill giants who are themselves giants don't don't read or write they can only speak giant this is clearly giant runes the same ones you saw on the airship Loki is probably a lot older than you thought a lot older. Oh. I relay that to the group. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Still a lot of birthdays. Didn't catch any presents. <laughs> we'll catch up on that when we get when we get back to the city. Uh, One of those I think that's my background too, my dear. One of those presents might be not dying. True. That, I'll, I'll take it. That Sounds works. Like pleading to the DM never works. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that's interesting information. Thank you for for checking that out. Um, I feel like perhaps we should get a wriggle on, but yes. Mm, mysteries will persist. Mysteries will mystery. Do you try and look at any of these runes on your body, Loki? I uh, well, like, I can't really leave them, but I, I think if I, if I open up, uh, yeah. No, the I'll only ones, 
yeah, the only ones you'd be able to see really easily without too much effort are the ones underneath the, the arm. Uh, the, what are they called? The pauldrons? Are pauldrons on the arm? What am I thinking of? Yeah. Pauldrons okay. on your shoulder, yeah. Greaves. No, greaves around your legs. No, no. Braces. Yeah. Braces. braces. Sure, braces. Are the ones underneath your braces. Um yeah, I mean you have seen you've seen these markings on your body before. You unfortunately every time you look at them doesn't nothing ever really occurred to you. There was no sort of recognition of what they were. You thought they could have been maybe scratches or some some sort of like marking or, or artistic thing. Uh you can read what this marking says now. You understand oh. what this says. Uh, you may add giant as one of your languages. Um, you have unlocked giant uh, as you unlocked these series of memories. Um, the oh, arm, the the one on your arm that has the gauntlet says power. The one on the other arm says balance. Oh, whoa. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Owen's been having some fun. Changing character <laughs> details without your knowledge. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Okay. Well, I see. Uh, yeah, so you uh, now speak well, giant. I, will, I can add I, that to your character sheet if you run into any trouble. No, nah, I got it. It's either. All good. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's interesting. Yeah. Well. Okay. I think we should move on from this self-revelation. It's a bit much for me. Yes, I need to process this for a while. Yes. I guess let's let's do some exploring. Yeah. I I think we're on the right path. We just need someone to show us the actual path. That would be nice. Yes. Uh, Particularly yeah. ones that aren't kind of floral paths. We're, I think we have heard them talking to someone called Seth. Mm. Let's see if they can go talk to Seth. No, he's not too green. Ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> as you as you guys step out of this uh, of this wooden longhouse, um, yeah, you see the, the seer is standing there with a uh, pale azure lizard folk, uh, quite young looking. Um, his armor and clothes are again this tanned hide, but he actually has um, a belt made of what looks to be snake skin. Although now, given the context of uh, the situation, this this belt and this buckler probably is Yuan T skin. Um, uh, and as as you step out, he bows very deeply and goes, "It is an honor to serve." This uh, one is called Seth. It's lovely to meet you, Seth. Um, I'm I'm Nira. I feel like I didn't actually. Um, and these are my companions. Thank you for showing us the way. Are you prepared? Have you provisions for the journey? Or will we hunt along the way? Oh. Sounds better. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm prepared though, and Mira will just like look at her list again, and it kind of falls on the ground. Um, yeah, but... It pulls out a scroll that just drops onto the ground, this whole long list of items that Mira's keeping track of uh, as the administrator yeah. of the group. Yes. I think that's, it should be, everything should be here, but I, I suppose, you know, if we, we need to be flexible, if, if the opportunity arises for hunting, then I'll just make a couple of adjustments to my flat packing, but that should be fine, yes. You bring tinder, he points at your long roll of paper. This is good. Fire can uh, be hard to maintain in the jungle. Oh, well, if it came to it, to just a little tear. Just... <laughs> Um, Seth turns and begins walking off towards the jungle, not saying anything else. 
Okay. Well. Okay. Oh. Oh, yes. You <laughs> follow. Uh, Yerveth, you see this uh, slightly paler Azua, uh, younger lizard folk man, leading the party almost directly towards where you're hiding. And then at the last minute, they sort of make a little turn and start taking a slightly more warped track, um, heading towards the north. Yeah, yeah I guess I kind of like stay within the, uh, the, the the foliage, sort of like, sort of not, not making myself known, but sort of mm. like maybe like running like uh, parallel with the, with the group as they're leaving the village yeah i try i want to i want to try and like get a little bit ahead um just so i can yeah absolutely keep an eye on them from, from, a, from a distance but not like not too yeah. far of a difference distance yeah. maybe like you know 10 20 meters within eyesight like yeah awesome i'll get you to roll me another stealth check just because it is different to be hiding in uh in a village versus like trying to keep up and move oh, swiftly through the jungle to stay ahead so yeah i'll grab another stealth check just to see how effective absolutely. you are absolutely uh, i've got a feeling you're gonna be 28 so pretty average yeah. roll there um so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are very very stealthy moving through the jungle um after about 30 40 minutes of walking the village is now far behind um seth pauses very uh, often and very frequently and, and makes sort of play he does behaviors that are very strange to you he might bend and start looking underneath leaves and then mutter under his breath and turn 180 degrees walk back a little bit and then turn towards like the right and go around this patch of foliage that looks identical to your eyes as to any other patch of foliage occasionally he'll stop press his ear towards the ground and listen and then stand up and immediately begin walking in a different direction like he seems to be very attuned to the dangers of the forest uh Yervith, you would know that he is avoiding things like uh, blood moss uh avoiding carniflora avoiding all sorts of dangers of the forest um and a number of the plants and insects here are incredibly dangerous there are uh, the blood moss for example if you touch it um, causes intense pain and it's highly toxic and it um sits underneath the uh, the leaves itself tries to capture prey that move past um only matt knows this though <laughs> So yeah, the rest of you, you're, you're sticking to the, the lower canopy, staying up off the ground, which is generally quite unsafe, and um, keeping close to the party. The group continue for another 30 minutes. It's been an hour or so since you left the village, and Seth isn't much of a conversationalist. Um, there is at one point where a giant snake, this serpent, sort of comes down from the trees as you guys are walking. He spins this bow off his shoulder and just shoots an arrow into the center of the snake's head, killing it a single shot, pinning it to the tree behind. He then turns and continues walking without making a sound. Um, Give a little smirk, like, yeah, not bad. Yeah, you, you look at that and you're like, eh, it was an okay shot, but I mean, I mean such wasted effort he could have easily just done like right there and it would have been way more efficient and he would have taken out the stack yeah. without any flourishes um he's an adequate bowman by your standards um as you continue on seth immediately so as we sort of hit the hour point having walked um without seth talking much seth reaches the edge of this little clearing and pauses stopping dead in his tracks he then starts sniffing it stay I must go alone for this. And he ducks down and begins crouching and moving through the jungle uh, off towards the side of the clearing, leaving you guys standing at the edge of this clearing that just looks to be full of this crystal clear water. Um, you can see that some of the tree roots, mangrove style, are growing into the water and then coming back up again, making these little like um, tubercles. See a few small fish minnows darting through the through the water. It's it's beautiful. It's calm. It's peaceful. It seems quite nice. Uh, Yervith, you see the party are now by themselves um, 
near a, standing very close to a blue hole, one of the dangers that you've encountered in the jungle. These deep pools that uh, drop almost down towards um, the underbelly of the islands and, and you know lead to the Underdark. Um, mm. They just drop. Okay. And there are dark things in the pools, creatures from the, the deep uh, that usually only come out at night. During daytime, these places can be fairly, fairly safe. Does he want to drink? I don't know. Remember stage oh, whispers. Stage whispers. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't have to risk, you know, standing water. I, I literally have it on supply right here. We don't need to go near there. Yeah. Hmm. I uh, guess yeah, she but, just yeah, passes but, um... around her, her jug for anyone that wants a drink. Rocky will take it, just be confused for a second. Oh, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... Very nice. Yeah, the party are by themselves now. The lizard folk guide has yeah, moved off and yeah. is disappearing over towards the um, the northeastern passage. He sort of seems to be moving through the undergrowth. Uh, you're not sure what it is he's stalking either. He does seem to have disappeared off into the undergrowth. You, yeah, you haven't it's... seen any signs of danger. Oh. Um, I'm sort of like watching quite intently at this blue hole, um, knowing the inherent danger. Of, of lingering somewhere like this and sort of thinking to myself, should I make myself known? Right. Yes, yes, I believe maybe now would be a good time. I sort of like creep a little closer and while well, still staying hidden. Yep. And uh, just waiting to see, keeping my eye on the blue hole. And I sort of just um, say, and, and I haven't, I haven't spoken out loud. Yeah. For like, for like months, months. Yeah. So it, it, I try my best to like, I'm like, I wouldn't linger here too long, friends. From, literally the yeah, from uh, oh, Jesus, yeah. um, from the from the un, for, sorry, from the the mid sort of uh, the the lower canopy, a voice speaks to you from the trees above. Um, this sort of very sort of. Uh, I'd say quite hoarse voice at this point. As you said, you haven't spoken for quite a while. Um, a little bit awkward, a little bit unpracticed. And as you turn and spin, you cannot see where this voice is coming from. It just seems to come from the trees themselves. Okay, the so... Us, they're going to kill us. Wait, so, <laughs> so Matt's character hasn't shown himself. Oh, yeah. You said you were staying hidden, so yeah, he has not shown himself yet. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. his stealth of oh, yeah. 28, uh, <laughs> you're welcome to roll perception, perception checks, but... I Look, don't I don't think, think my, I, I have to, I'm plus six, so I couldn't even like get to that twenty-eight. Um, yeah. I would sort of say, who speaks of friends, yet hides in the shadows? Oh, nice, you know. Uh, as I've sort of drawn my sword, and I have my hand cocked, and you see this like green sort of ethereal sort of energy sort of starts sort of swirling and spinning in my hand. I must uh, apologize for the uh, cheeky introductions. It's uh, been a while since I've uh, encountered adventurers in the jungle. I mean you no harm, but it's just been a, a long time. Do you reveal and yourself? Of, and, I... and at that moment, I kind of come out of the clearing and I just sort of drop the hood. And I, I have my hands up completely, like, like, as friendly as I can, like, yeah. Not, not holding the bow, not holding my, my short swords, just hands in the air and sort of stepping out of the uh, of the of the foliage. 
I think you should. Uh, I think you should describe what Yervith looks like. So, if people are to see yeah. Yervith for the first time, what does Yervith look like? Uh, Yervith has this, as as Owen has described, this beautiful uh, cloak, which sort of shimmers and changes color with the uh, with the surrounding terrain. Um, so, when he's in the forest, in the jungle, it sort of takes on the appearance of the of the terrain that he's in, giving him this sort of ever changing. Uh, sort of camouflage, uh, if you will, uh, of his surroundings, which is perfect for his uh, for him and, and his profession. Uh, but below that is his various leather straps, bands, his leather armor, all tightly connected, weaved. He, he, he travels quite light, uh, doesn't wear like a big backpack or anything. He's basically optimized for sort of tracking and, and going through the forest and sort of looks after himself and yeah, travels very light. But identifiably, he's about six foot, he has this like very ashen gray hair, uh, slicked back, um, and kind of for a, for a wood elf, he, he's got that. He's still got those coppery tones to his skin, but it's a little bit paler, perhaps, than what you'd be familiar with. Um, lots of scars, so he's he's definitely been roughed up. Uh, one noticeably newer than the others. Um, and he has these really intense jade green eyes um, that look quite wild i suppose maybe you know almost like you know he's he's got that thousand yard stare perhaps he's been out in the jungle a long time by himself um surviving um and and yeah he has two short swords by his side um that are uh, you know, a little bit different to a regular short sword they're quite um they're probably designed to suit a jungle environment or a forest environment um without knowing because they're in their scabbards but they're almost they're, they're they're shaped like a machete except maybe a bit more elvish in their in their design the rather than the classic sort of short sword they're curved and weighted at the top and sort of tapering down into the bottom um yeah, yeah pretty much pretty much what you see these elves in the jungle they've got swords curved swords <laughs> that's it should we um should we do like a really brief like oh, hang on jared i've got you echoed give me a second i just need oh. to you're good oh i know i know what it is sorry. yeah it's right i got you fixed all good sorry carry on my bad um, i'm not even gonna edit that out just... it's too much effort <laughs> <laughs> should we do a brief um just really yes. brief like um description of our characters for matt Exactly yeah, what I was yeah. about to say. Just a quick, so Yervith, as you look over the party, uh, what we'll do is we'll get you to do it in the order that you introduce yourself. So Yervith, this is what you see in the order as the character introduces themselves, so starting with Claire. Uh, so you see a very tall dragonborn. Uh, and yeah, I think you've heard about her eye. Yeah. <laughs> also a recent acquisition. Um, but the most distinctive thing about Miro is that she's wearing kind of um, mage robes. Uh, she carries a staff, which is um, blackened and smoldering on one end, um, and she has um, she's her left side of her face is all silver, and the rest of her body is silver, but her right arm and right side of her face, perfectly cut down the middle, is red scale. Wow. So she has, cool. yeah, she looks like one of those cats who have, you know, tabby cats that have been cut in half. Gotcha. Is that, is that unusual? Like coloring of the dragon ball like that yes but, yeah um yeah, you've never okay. seen anything like it before it's uh it's yeah, right. unique and she's got two two horns coming out of her head um and very large uh large innocent eyes except one of them is a mechanical one now yeah very cool nice 
uh, Loki. Um, so you see a tall who, from the um, from his feet to his trunk, is quite skinny and a bit spindly. Um, he is completely made of what seems to be clockwork, so it's interjoined cogs and things that shift and move together. Um, from his waist to his neck, he looks a lot bulkier, but you kind of get the um, idea that even though it's all clockwork and cogged and interconnected as well, um, it's something that he could move off. It looks a bit more like armor than his actual body. Um, he's holding a mace, which is two interlocked gears, like that, wow. at the top with the cogs around the outside. And his shield has um, uh, sort of similar, like interconnected cogs and things on the front of it as well. And he's at the moment staring at you. He's put, he's, he's put himself in between his friends and where you are. And he's sort of interposed. I'm just waiting to see what he's... More personable, knowledgeable friends do. And uh, Jin, who's currently not Jin. No, so a very easy way to describe Jin at the moment is I'm just a really big lizard folk. Look very similar to all the other ones you've seen. Uh, quite classic, just green scales, and I'm wearing sort of like this weird sort of outdoorsy sort of jungle attire at the moment. Because I was another form that was wearing that, then went into a lizard folk form. So that's all I can really I'll tell you for now until you see my later forms another time. Although but for you... now I am just a lizard folk. If you've seen the character out for Jin, then that kind of is a big hint because I have recently updated Jin's character out to reveal yes. his true form. Uh, and well, just Lyra, yeah. So if you look over at Lyra, um, you see a seemingly human woman with um, one blue, one green eye, um, and she's carrying a staff that is literally just a straight up stick there are like leaves <laughs> growing out of the thing like yep. in what universe is this a staff but hey she seems to be carrying it around um, it looks to be still alive too the leaves are green and yeah, it looks it's, to be it's still growing alive. it's yeah. straight up growing yeah <laughs> but um yeah there's other than that there's sort of not a lot with lyra on the outside okay uh, probably, I think the other thing as well, like very slightly pointed ears. So definitely not like you, if if you are sort of attuned to that sort of thing, if you if you are looking for human versus elf, yeah, very slight point to the ears. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, very um, human looking, but yeah, very very slight point to the ears, which probably not as pointy as mine. No, 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 no. Definitely, definitely yeah, not full elven, yeah, yeah. but it suggests some sort of elven blood, potentially some sort of elven blood. Interesting. Uh, yeah, potentially. I guess the other thing I forgot to mention is I have a very well-crafted longbow yes. as well, and a, yeah. and a quiver of arrows. So. I forgot to mention that Mira is wearing a pith helmet. Yes, yeah. Mira is wearing oh, a pith yes. helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to bring From that up at the collection. end. I was going to quickly add in some extra details. So the fact that Loki yeah, currently has a little bit of moss growing on his shoulder from like walking in the canopy, a little bit of rust. No, 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 no rust. Um, but yeah, yeah, the the longbow Yerveth is uh, is wielding is a, a sort of a darker wood, a darker red stained wood with these beautiful beautiful intricate metalwork designs on it it look it's a work of art it is beautiful it looks very well cared for incredibly well cared for indeed um, cool um as you sort of enter and start talking and sort of introduce yourself 
well, you didn't really introduce yourself so much, but revealed yourself. Um, I'll sort of go, who are you and what are you doing following us? I, uh, my name is Yervin. I have been in this uh, jungle for, I sort of like, kind of like stare out into space for a couple of seconds, like just trying to remember like how long it's been. I sort of start looking in the direction you're staring at and trying to see what uh, it is. It just... It must have been two, two, three, two months, at least. Uh, what were you doing? Well, there's no easy way to make introductions in such a inhospitable place. I, uh, I've been in the jungle for quite a number of months, and it's... Uh, I wasn't expecting to see any uh, adventurers here, so I uh, picked up your trail and <sighs> had to make myself known eventually. Are you I lost? sort of. Oh, sorry, Claire, you go. Oh. Are you are you lost? Obviously, not recognizing him. <laughs> Am I lost? <laughs> You're a funny one. I will oh, come yeah. closer and actually draw my sword. And I'll go, are you lost or are you part of a certain order that may be interested in our movements? You've got no idea what he's talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, but I... We'll do an insight check on that, hey? So, we've talked about this. If you want to roll an insight check, don't just shout insight check at me. You can ask things like, let's try and keep the illusion of... It's too late now, isn't it? It's, it's a meme so, now, look, you guys are yelling insight check. Um, can I'll, we try and I'll keep the illusion? Check yeah, go on. You've got advantage. Clearly, Claire's helping. <laughs> oh, no, she's not. <laughs> Natural one for a total of four. Um, in that case, in that case, do we want to have it that... Um, I'll do, do we... a check too. Yeah, go on, do a separate one. Uh, it's not a eleven. Okay. I asked Mira. the question though, so it made more sense. Yeah. So, it, so we'll do Jin first, and then we'll do Mira's natural one. Um, Jin. Yeah, he seems confused. He seems unsure about what you're talking about. Um, yeah, really, really uh, a bit unsure. The body language very awkward, um, as if he yeah. has not, as if this person hasn't spoken to people or is or is unfamiliar with how to commune with people. He, yeah. The body language is very fidgety, constantly sort of like checking his surroundings, aware of what's going on. Like anytime one of you moves, immediately his eyes are drawn to it. He, he's very conscious of the of the body language of you guys and any any sort of sudden movements or any um, any changes in the environment. He's very very attuned to it, almost a little bit on edge in a way. Um, near as natural one, <laughs> um, yeah. So this this elf um, who sort of moved out of the jungle, his movements. Uh, yeah, this sort of strange fidgety movement for a moment kind of reminds you of one of the plants, one of the kind of flora that you've seen. And there's almost a moment where you think, like, is this just an elaborate, like, plant lure to bring us closer into the jungle? There's more of, like, is this some, like, strange... Was it all? Was it all? <laughs> is, it, is this some, like, strange orchid? And then, like, your your sort of, like, your more common sensey half kicks in and is like, no, no, this dude just looks scared. Like, he's just, he's yeah. just nervous. Um, yeah. yeah, he just seems you're not really not really hard to read like he just seems a bit fidgety but you know you don't know whether he's telling the truth or not you've got no idea he's hard to read he blends in with the damn foliage it's hard to even see yeah. him from where you are yeah i just kind of shift over to lara a bit more and i'm like 
Stage, stage whisper, sorry, I couldn't hear Claire. Well, I said, just said, Alara, you can deal with the strange plant, man. Just Perfect. To answer your question, I am not lost. I am right where I need to be. With us, do you even know who we are? I'm on, my character's a bit on edge because we're on a pretty important mission. We've just had some crazy stuff happen in the village. And then this guy has just randomly appeared out of the jungle. That's um, <laughs> It's you would suspicious. see you for podcast listeners. You see Yerveth shake his head and like shrug and be like, "I don't know who you are." Yeah. I. Uh... So what did you say, Jar? Um, what did you say, Jar? Um, I just basically said, "Do you know?" Because what? Because you sort of said, uh, "I'm not lost." And yeah, I'm where like, I need to be. You you are well. Then I'm like, well, do you know who we are? Like, literally, Yerveth's uh... like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, no idea, friend. So then oh. why aren't you lost? And why are you where you need to be? And why uh, is that right here? Well... As I sort of flick my tongue out, and I sort of do like a snarl. I um sort of like look, search for the words to say, because it's been so long since I've had a human interaction, and I'm like, how do I get it across? I sort of just say, you wouldn't happen to know about the Oxen Third Expedition, would you? Ah, we actually heard of that in Borskia Bridge. Ah, yes, we uh, we did go through that. Yes, yes. So, wait, wh- where is? Are, were you part of the expedition? I uh, am I sort of like. My head kind of like t- tilts down a little bit, like I'm a bit like, yes. I, I, and I sort of say, yeah, yes, yes, it was. And was what like... happened to your friends? Well, if you must know, it's quite the story. Perhaps we should do this away from the uh, blue pond over there. It's uh, making me uneasy. You don't like water? No, no, on the contrary, I I have no issue with it, but there are things beneath the surface that I would rather not deal with right now, but, uh... You don't like fish? Oh, no. <laughs> not just fish, my friend. Quite, quite big fish, big creatures. The, the water there is deep, very, very deep. Very like deep. a toad or a lizard, and as I flick my tongue. Among other things, Perhaps. I'd say probably the moment that scared you away from the blue holes, Yerveth, is uh, one night, sort of quite a bit thirsty, heading down, not really knowing the dangers. As you stop to have a drink, um, on the other side of the blue hole, there was a, a deer doing the exact same thing. Large, dark tentacles rose from the murky black water, wrapped oh. around it, and without a sound, it was dragged below, leaving nothing but a ripple on the surface. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll um, when we're talking, I will. Um, I'll I'll sort of holster, not holster. What is it? Just sort of put my sword away, back in the scabbard. Fine. Holster works. Yeah, holster. Yeah, okay. Um, sheath and then is I the word still... you're looking for specifically. That's I it. They're That's perfect. The I will sheath my uh, sword, and um. I will, I will sort of keep some, like, energy in my hand, so the ethereal green energy is still there, but I'm sort of taking a bit more of a guarded posture, 
with this, you know, sort of newcomer. Um, I'm on age a little bit because we're, like I said, ambition's pretty important and there's a lot of things at stake and this guy just randomly came out of the jungle, mm. but he, after talking a little bit more, I'm not trusting him yet, but, like, I'm not hostile anymore, I'm a bit more guarded. Actually, I would say that now that you've had a bit of a chance to look at him and, and size him up, um, as Yerva sort of points towards the blue pool and, and sort of indicates that you should step away from it, he moves the cloak he's wearing ever so slightly, and you can actually see the Oxenfurt um, crest of arms emblazoned on his tunic um, very, very clearly. Okay. So probably emblazoned in silver on his uh, left breast pocket. Well, then um, I'll, I'll sort of... The ethereal green energy that was sort of swirling in my hand will sort of slowly fade as I sort of... I'm still guarded, but... I'm like, yeah, like I said, not outright hostile, as I was sort of being a bit more you know, in, like, sort of pressing. Yeah. Um, Seeing that, I'll, I'll sort of bring my shield down and relax a little bit. I sort of um, go to find, like, I guess, like a like a log or a stone or something, and I sort of, like, sort of sit a little bit, trying to, try like, get a little bit comfortable yeah. before I uh, regale them with my tale or with my story. Uh, yeah. Sort of... He paces away from the blue hole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like you know, walk like actively walk away from the blue hole and into uh, the opposite side of there, find a comfortable spot, and I just sort of like sit a little bit and uh, yeah, I um, I guess there's a bit of a tail. Um, well, I uh, got work with the oxen uh, oxen third expedition, as I have done with others, and this one no different. I'd already done a couple of uh, tracking jobs for them across the continent and when they told me they had work here it seemed like it was right up my uh, wheelhouse so to speak um, I accepted the job came with them out here took the airship as I'm sure you did as well went to the village all seemed well the captain told me he was only supposed to be a couple of weeks worth of work we were just mapping out the perimeter of the jungle Maps you see are pretty valuable, especially in uncharted regions like this. Explorer guilds and other crew, and they fetch a pretty penny. Um, Captain was, he seemed like a good fellow, Jaden. He was, he got him along well. But he seemed in, in, intent on getting deeper and deeper into the jungle. I, I, I warned him. I warned him. I told him nothing good would come from him trying to get further into the jungle. He he went on. His his employer told him that he needed to find the ruins. A lot of nonsense. I told him the he temple needed... of gold. Or perhaps he uh, he wasn't forthcoming with the details. He just told me we needed to go deeper. <sighs> we was I was powerless to suggest otherwise. He was intent on reaching wherever it is he needed to go we uh we journeyed deeper i warned him that the rat the rations would not last long the men were getting they were getting terribly ill from the climate and then as we delved deeper one by one the members of the expedition some disappeared some fell out to the to the to, this, to these conditions 
as soon as we started to find evidence of the ruins, we started to find bricks and man-made constructions. As soon as we were getting close, that's when the Wanti attacked. It came out of nowhere. I should have picked them up. I should have been ready. And then they just picked us apart, one by one. My friends, my men, fell as the blades of the Wanti came down upon them. I myself would have fallen ill to their to their savagery. If it weren't for the captain. He <laughs> sacrificed himself so that I could tell his story. And ever since I've been stalking the jungle, hunting them down. It is the least I can do. And in some way perhaps get some sort of revenge against them what they did hmm. that is why I'm here and that is why I'm not lost um yeah with that as you, you sort of regaled your, the tale um yeah uh, so Jin or well my character's name currently is Garut he was sort of he'll sort of He's just sort of been standing there and taking it in, and he'll sort of go, Oh, so you met a grisly end, and no one else survived. A knowledge? Well, I have, I have been in this jungle a long time, and I have not seen any other traces of the expedition. I have been to the battle site, I have replayed it in my mind. Perhaps the one T took oh took some away. It was all a bit chaotic. The last thing I remember of the captain was him saying that I needed to live on so that I could live for them. Um just quickly, really quick, Owen, we can see what you're doing on the map. Oh. What do you mean? Can okay. we? I can okay. Yeah, oh. you. It briefly oh. came into uh, visual range. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Play on. Don't, Don't worry, worry about, about, it. about it. Don't worry about it. I forgot to take you guys off the layer. Don't worry about it. Just play on. <laughs> I oh. can still see this thing. Um, oh, okay. For fuck's sake. All right, fine. <laughs> there you okay. go. Better? <laughs> no, that hasn't helped at all. <laughs> made oh, it no. worse. Oh, made no. it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Keep playing. It's okay. It's okay. Jim can't see it. There, you go. there we go. Carry <laughs> on. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Should have thought um, of that. Anyway. Um, that's a bit of a tale. Um, so, so I'll sort of, sort of sit down and. So what? Bard's loving it. What do you plan on doing now? question. I suppose I, uh... Well, I mean, it's been a long time since I've, uh, found any other civilized folk. 
perhaps. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am very civilized, as you can see. Oh, of course. As I sort of look at me, like, ah, oh, yes, my scales glimmer and shine. I, I had hoped to trek further into the jungle myself and enact find at least where these one T are coming from and uh, I mean what is what can one man do against an army have you found anything that's maybe like camps of the yuan T or any of their hideouts I've I've tracked their patrols I have my Suspicions that they are based in the in the heart of the jungle, perhaps in the ruins, but I am not a hundred percent certain. Yeah, I'd say by this point you've not interacted with too many camp, like permanent camps. They've all been very temporary camps. Um, yeah, no, no permanent structures as far as you've seen yeah. so far. Um, as we're talking, I'm going to do a quick perception check as. I sort of trail off from the conversation for a little bit. Mm. Taking my surroundings, I don't really notice much. It's a nine. Uh, no, no, you don't notice anything at all. Anything I'm sort of there. probably more engrossed in the story currently. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing much happening as far as you can see. How long has it been since our friend, the lizard folk, uh, ran off? Yeah, yeah we're talking close to 25, 30 minutes. Um, this conversation's been going on, so it's been a little bit of time. Yeah. He's just just disappeared into the jungle. As as you sort of start I... to think that and um, have a bit of a look around, even with your terrible perception, um, I will bring you guys across to a little map. Ooh! I, I, I know that bags like you guys need to sometimes. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I've never experienced it myself, but maybe he's off. I don't know, trying to find some. I don't know. What? I don't know. Food? <laughs> or, or don't you have a digestive system that has to expel waste at some stage? It is, taking it is a pretty interesting. I was watching that fellow. I don't know what he picked up. I didn't. I myself did not pick up anything. So... I'm going to bring the transition across. Let's see if this works. Uh, he does live in Yay. the jungle, though. Perhaps he knows something I don't, but I find that unlikely. Hmm. Maybe we should just go and check if he's okay. I mean, is, is it possible he's just abandoned us here? Where are our manners, though? I am Galut. Lovely to make your acquaintance. Oh, yes. I'm lucky. Hello. I sort of look at my party as well and give like a knowing look like, just roll with my persona at the moment. Um, as much as I can, like, sort yeah. of get that across to them, like, because they oh. know I'm obviously I'm something else, completely different. I, I just give you a wink. I'm like, <laughs> uh, make me a deception check, Mira. Um, <laughs> Yerveth, Yerveth, oh, yeah, Yerveth, make yeah. me an insight check. Here's oh. plus nine. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, not 28 for the insight, is it? Oh, okay. 17 for the session. Yeah. There's... Uh... <laughs> someone, someone has expertise. Um, yeah, it's very clearly there's something going on here, some level of deception. Um, the wink that is shared from Mira to this lizard folk does seem a bit odd, and you're now starting to pick up on some of the strange body language of this lizard folk. It doesn't look very natural. It's very 
uh, like the way this lizard folk moves, it's almost like it's not used, not a hundred percent used to being this. Like it walks like a much taller being, which is very, very strange. Should it's I actually dressed, do maybe like a human. performance check? Yeah, yeah, make a performance see. check. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I think more very subtle things that he's going to pick up. I rolled natural it. one. <laughs> natural one. Um, okay, it's it's actually even worse Amazing. than what I was describing. This lizard oh, folk no. is stomping around like it's twice as tall as it actually is. It keeps bumping into things and like not being able to step over stuff. Like it doesn't look like it knows how to walk yeah. properly as a creature this size. Um, I like look really confused. Oh wait, I have advantage on trying to pass this other creature. Other creatures oh, yeah. you do? Okay, okay, you do, you do. Yeah, you do. That's it, very good. It can't be any worse. It's, well, wow. natural wow. one. <laughs> Wow. Nope, but it can be as bad. Famous last word. Oh my god. Oh, Wait, let's go on an 11, a 9, an 8, and an 8. I deserve a fun coin, Owen. Do you deserve a fun coin? I think so. Alright. Fast rolls. Yeah, you've not had a great night tonight. What is it? It's been, been an 8, a 3, yeah. two ones. Yeah. Um... So I will I will grant you a have fun coin. So for those of you who don't know what the have fun coin is, um, this idea was created by um, Mark Humes, Mark uh, Sherlock Humes of the um, High Rollers group. Uh, when you have players who multiple times fail things, it's not very fun. Sometimes the dice gods just aren't on your side. Uh, so what we have is a system where if you have three or more fails in a row and it just keeps happening, uh, I give you an advantage that you can use when you need it. Um, for the session so it's a temporary advantage that you only have for this session uh which means you've got it right. for the next 15 minutes so use it well perfect i won't i, won't, I obviously can't do it in that role so no um, but um yes you, you have I've, you have a fun yes. point um and obviously if you're Thank watching you. us live you can also grant advantage and disadvantage to our players using your channel points you can spawn monsters npcs all sorts of fun stuff that uh, i have to then deal with on the fly so um please use don't abuse uh, so yeah, as, as you sort of stand up, begin walking around, um, you hear a, a hushed voice sort of coming from the edge of the jungle area where you guys are. This one, where are you? Where have you got? I told you to stay put. Uh, and you see down towards the edge of this water, um, Seth is moving around trying to sort of spot where you're at. He's sort of moving backwards and forwards a little bit. Um, he okay. turns okay. sort of realizing. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you have it. Uh, he turns sort of looking towards you and a sort of this, this concerned look breaks into his face. Uh, where have you been? Who, who are you with? What is this? As he says that, um, <laughs> large black tentacles begin emerging from the water behind him. Why did you uh, name him? What was that, sorry? <laughs> Why did you name him? He would have had a backstory so, and a family and everything knowing your um, My NPCs always have all of those things. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you watch as from the dark waters these large black tendrils emerge. Um, Yerveth, you're probably going through some sort of Vietnam-style flashback right now. Yeah. Um, I'm like, not again! Oh. So like, just to paint the picture for us a little bit, so like, yeah. is this like a clearing in a big body of water yeah, so in the jungle? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's a giant, um, a giant, basically like a, a massive lagoon that is, is this crystal clear blue water, but very quickly drops off into this very dark, very dark blue, dark um, midnight blue uh, water that seems to just go down forever and ever. There is a small beach, almost like uh, not many living things live within close range of the water. Um, so creatures that come here to drink are quite exposed, and quite uh, quite open. Um, it, yeah, it, it, there, there is a beach, uh, almost of this sort of rocky, sandy soil. Um, Unfortunately, this, this map does not have it in black because it's volcanic rock. It is made of pumice, this ground-down pumice that's been turned into sand. So it's this very dark uh, black sand. Uh, unfortunately, 
limitations of the map. Um, but yeah, as as you sort of watch these tentacles wrap around Seth. Um, oh, that's very loud. Sorry, that's all right. Throw that down a little bit. Um, grab him and drag him uh, towards this central mouth, which begins biting down. Uh, that's going to be initiative, everybody. Yeah. Make sure to click on your tokens and then click on oh. initiative. And it will yeah. roll it to the token. There it is, the token girl. That's it. I better roll for this creature. Ooh. Hey! Oh, it's crit. That's a uh, I'm going to call this the Watcher. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Good reference. I just realized it didn't have a name. <laughs> okay. Lockie is first. Uh, Lockie, I better roll for Seth too. Uh, Lockie, you watch as, um, yeah, these tentacles wrap around Seth, pull him towards and begin biting down. Crimson blood flowing swiftly over the scales as he cries out this, ah, uh, as the tentacles begin chomping down. Um, he reaches out a hand towards you. Uh, what would you like to do? How far away are we? Uh, at this point, you are exactly as far as you are on the map, which looks to be, for you, 60 feet. feet. 60 feet, okay. To I be honest, that's actually not as big as it would be. This isn't 100% to scale. I will move you guys a little bit closer. We're going to put the tree line was about there because mm. Yervith would have only okay. taken you sort of 30 feet away. He said only a few paces away, so I think that makes more sense. Um, dynamic lighting on yeah, it before, uh, yeah. can you guys see stuff or not no I can, I can I can see the whole thing here's what we're gonna do there we go there we go okay. I'll just turn it off we don't need it um, I'll put some trees down to signify the uh, I'll just chuck oh, some trees I can see things because my dark vision is 120 feet yeah I think uh, it's because it's accidentally night time so these guys I can't still see can't so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna drop down some trees to sort of signify the uh, the tree line that's beautiful Alan it's a very cool creation. Okay, well, I can't actually get to him this turn, so I'm going to. Ugh. No. I'm... Okay, I'm going to close the distance. Oh, God! Right, bring it. So I'm going to. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Call it there. And then, um, have you ever seen those videos with that uh, industrial grade crusher? Which like is like the teeth that roll together like this. Oh yeah, yeah like one of these. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so Lucky Lucky bends over, and across the back of his shoulder blade, there's one of those, and, and in each place where one of the teeth would be is a little charge, and it, it rolls over and and it casts magic missile. Oh, fantastic! Um, roll me some damage. Magic missile automatically hits. There we go. There we go. The tree line looks actually not as bad as I was expecting it to. That's actually fine. No, it's good. Um, so you do four force damage. Oh, it's only rolled one missile. Has it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do, you know what, do you know what you want to do? Here's what you do. Just uh, ha- roll however many d4s are left, and we'll then just add the number to that d4s because you're all aiming at this one mass of tentacles. So that's fine. Okay. Um, so it's three additional darts for each level above. So it's six darts. So yeah. Five. So six darts. Just roll five, five more, and then we'll add five to it. That'll, that'll be easiest. That's interesting. Roll twenty doesn't have the ability to show you the multiple magic missiles. I didn't know that. That's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I shall complain to the manager. Um, oh, so 12, 12 plus five is seventeen. Plus the four it takes up to twenty-one. Um, yeah, you just these missiles, these like um, these like blasts. Are you, you going to have them as be like bolts flying out of you? 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you watch as all these bolts begin sort of spewing out of, uh, of Lockie. Um, striking into the creature, these nuts and bolts uh, smacking into it, dealing this concussive damage. One of the tentacles is obliterated by this onslaught um, and falls bloody into the water, this dark purple blood oozing across the surface of the water. Um, The tentacles begin thrashing wildly, two are pulling Seth um, in either direction as they begin thrashing and he cries out in pain. Hmm. Anything else on your turn? Okay. Um, uh... Is going to wind, and I'm going to use my bonus action to cast defensive field again. Yep, so absolutely. Bring my hit points back up to eight. Very nice. Ah, our guest character, Yerveth. Would you Ooh. like to show off what you can do? Yeah. I will try my best. Um, he, he pulls right. out a great club and barbarians start now. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm going to uh, look at this writhing tentacle mass, and I'm going yes. to bonus action Hunter's Mark. Absolutely. Give it a Hunter's oh. Mark. Uh, I think we've just given away what you are. Yeah, I think so. What do you um, like for Hunter's Mark? I like the flag for Hunter's Mark. Let's use the flag. Cool. So Hunter's Mark, the writhing tentacle mass. Yes. And then I'm going to, as an action, shoot my longbow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 14 Uh, to hit is not enough, sorry. As the the arrow flies out, um, you watch as it... uh, So you're aiming for this sort of thicker um, part of the tentacle mass, like right towards the center. The writhing tentacles kind of throw off your aim ever so slightly. Probably also the memory of seeing the deer just pulled into the black waters. Um, and as you let fly this arrow, it just move, it, two tentacles just move out of the way, and it just okay. right past and then into the water behind. That's all right. I do get another shot. You so do, I'm yeah. Take another Extra shot. Attack, yeah, of course. Um, a question though: the, yeah. the lizard guy who is in contact would he count as an ally? Yes. Uh, well, no, not for you because okay. No. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. I am going to count him as an ally. Very good. I'm going to because because you are you are trying to rescue him. You are attacking this thing to rescue yes. him. If he was not an ally, you would be leaving him. So I will I will say that he is an ally because you are working to save him. So yes, I'm going to justify that. Very good. So I'll, I'll take another shot with my longbow. Yes. Fifteen. Oh, Fifteen. As 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 you go to shoot, uh, at getting your aim true this time, the tentacles just out of instinct pull a little bit closer sort of sensing something might have just struck them which also pulls Seth a bit closer at the last second you have to tilt your bow up to avoid striking this uh, striking Seth instead of the creature causing the arrow to right into the tree line above um, oh man that sucks <laughs> bad. I do get another attack I think with my uh, dread ambusher uh, ability yeah it's gloomstalker Yes, yeah. I believe you do. Yes, we love Gloomstalker. Yeah, um, so I, I just, I guess, I attack normally. Yeah, just, just attack. a normal, just a normal attack. <laughs> All your like attacks are like plus nine. Oh, it's hilarious. Goodness. Yeah, that will be too. Um, that's yeah. That's I'm really sorry. That sucks. Um, that's okay. It's I am a shame because you'd to... also get to do one d eight additional damage with this one too. Oh man! Um, yeah, again, just the, the sight of this thing is causing your aim to just be put off. Also, probably the added difficulty of um, 
this lizard folk being pulled around by these tentacles and it is really hard to shoot without a, a hurting him. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you a fun coin because that is three fails in a row. So that is a fun coin for you. Fantastic. I will, and and uh, pretty, pretty bad rolls. Like those dice rolls, we're talking about a five, a six, and then a two. That's pretty shocking nine. dice rolls. Yeah. <laughs> so um, given those, given uh, those gonna... dice rolls. Yeah, I guess with that, I will just move a little bit more back into the foliage yeah. of the jungle, fall back a little bit. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you guys watch as in quick succession, within six seconds, Yerveth just looses three arrows at this thing. I guess he would swear a little bit in Elvish under his breath yeah, <laughs> and move back towards I'm, the tree line. I'm quite frustrated. Ooh. I'm like, God. Yeah. I actually, if he does uh, curse in Elvish, I will understand that. Uh, yeah, he I says fuck it. in Elvish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very mad. <laughs> yeah. Very um, powerful Elvish words. <laughs> I th- actually, do you know what? It probably even like Geralt starts just fuck. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if I very Geralt style. Fuck. Uh, Mira, you are up next. All right. Um, Mira will raise both her hands, uh, silver and red, and cast Bible behind this monster yes um and so it doesn't hit our boy so it's only a boy and it'll be it'll look a little different to her usual magic now so instead of this beautiful like red fireball at the center is this icy comet like thing and then around it is the fire um and she will also bonus action quicken spell to do to do fireball so it's like a double Double fireball. So no, I not have. Fireball, but I can only do cantrip. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have a bit of a yeah. treat for you, Claire. I was predicting oh. that you would do something like this, and you will see. Oh, it's so hard to see. I'll, I'll quickly switch yeah, down for a more strong ice. I actually have the textures for this. Um, That's cool. I was, yeah, I was I ready. Start, I can see it. Well, there we go. That should be a bit better. There we go. That's a bit better. Re- Reflavored all my spells now. All spells. Fantastic. For YouTube and live stream viewers, uh, I have actually on the map a, f- a massive sort of central ice crystal surrounded by fire. I was I was ready for this, <laughs> so uh, I believe I need to make a dexterity saving throw. You do. I, hope I better make that dexterity do. saving throw. You uh... seventeen. Seventeen is. I've got a minus half. one to dex as well oh. for this thing. It's not wow. very dexterous. Yeah, wow. rolled an eighteen. Um, half damage. Roll, roll me some damagios. Let's see some. And you, you're sorry. Did you do two fireballs? You quicken spell. Uh, so I no, can't do two fireballs. Sp- I do yeah. a fireball and a um, firebolt. Firebolt. Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Um, I was so going to say because you can't do can't do two spells, Claire. You know this, but uh, you do know this. So I'm not going to mansplain you. Oh, 30 Ooh. damage is still pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, 15 damage. Yeah. 15. Um, Plus, plus five because I have elemental oh yes affinity. elemental affinity yep absolutely and then um, to hit the firebolt yep my firebolt which is the blue component of yes this as a thirty no that's not right that's I didn't click on the right things attack 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 no you're not working all right it's oh, okay oh, there no, you go. Go. oh natural no, one I'm so sorry. Um, yes, you can use your inspiration, absolutely. Because you had one from, a, I think, a player, a, a viewer had given you one a session or two ago, so you do have one. So absolutely, you can roll that again. Uh, and the other thing as well is you've cast a spell of a high level. Have you changed the damage type at all? No, you kept it as fire. No. 
I will keep it as so, so you will not. There will not be a roll on the elemental, uh, a random effect table. Oh, uh, I don't want to work. Do you want to trigger it? You can trigger it. You can choose to. Uh, yeah. Why not? I want to change to ice. Okay. So ice damage. Yeah. Uh, so spell attack twenty one. That hits. So let's do the damage for the firebolt too. Um, and then I will get you to roll me a d one hundred. We're going to see what the random elemental effect is of your activation. Mm. So seven. seven damage. Not bad, not bad. And elemental affinity. So is that... Do you get that in both times? Yes, you would. Yeah, you would. Yep. Yep. Seven. That's five. Uh, yes, please roll me a D100, Claire. Woohoo! 89. 89. Uh... You watch as the ice crystals that fly out of Mira's hand um, that condense and coalesce around this thing begin sort of spiralling back towards Mira, collecting around her. Uh, Mira, for the next turn, uh, you have large icy draconic wings growing out of your back as the ice crystals adhere to your spine and grow into massive ice wings. Um, You have a flying speed of 60 feet for a single turn. That's cool. That's oh, okay. cool. <laughs> that I had a lot of fun writing this table. Oh, this is gonna oh, be so cool. Like <laughs> dive bombs. Yeah. How often can I do that? I didn't see that. Uh, I, isn't it on the magic item? I'll add it in. Um, From memory, you've got a number of charges that you can do per day. Cool. I'll um, I'll chuck it in because I'll I'll say most of the effects are somewhat beneficial. There's one or two that are disastrously bad, which I'm quite a fan of. That I really hope you roll. And uh, and unlike unlike uh, unlike most people, I did not have these in order of like one is the worst, hundred is the best. I have randomized this table in Excel, so you have no Perfect. idea what's coming. Yeah, uh, I'll just keep it fresh. Um, yeah, so you have ice crystals. You're, yeah, your movement speed is sixty feet if you choose to fly. Um, you can fly and maneuver yourself if you wish to. Up to you. Uh, not right now, but I will consider that. They will have disappeared by the next turn, just so you know. You've only got them for one turn. Oh, just for now. Just oh. for a turn. Oh, okay. Um. Oh no. I'll, just, I'll fly up into the tree. I'll fly up into the tree. It, yeah, easy. Ba- basically, the the design of these was you keep ending up in melee combat, and so I designed these as a get out of mirror free card. Like if you are <laughs> if you're a sorcerer in melee combat, the these are like an escape escape hatch. This like is your. My no, not Mira's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. This, this is an ejector seat. Like, Mira, in the last moment, like, about to be struck down by a barbarian, if she activates this, is able to be like, yeet, just disappear into the stratosphere. Uh, yeah, you just fly up into a tree. Absolutely. Um, you're positioned in a tree. As you flap, these sort of, like, s- snow falls from the wings as you flap up, um, leaving a dusting of snow on the uh, the black sandy shore, these white uh, ice crystals coalescing beneath you. Very stark, very striking image. Uh, as you land in the tree, the wings sort of, as they brush the leaves, begin freezing them solid, creating a little uh, layer of frost around them. Anything else in your turn, Mira? No, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... <laughs> Jin, I, uh, I'd love to see your turn. Okay. So, I'm gonna go... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... About here, actually. I'll stay there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna cast at the very back of it so it doesn't hit our friend here. I'm gonna cast, everyone seems to be missing other than Mira. I'm gonna cast uh, Fairy Fire. Yep. Oh. Um, sort of towards the back, so it doesn't obviously yeah. hit anyone. Um, so yeah, so give me a deck saving throw, please. 
as I sort 15. of... 15. Yeah, so I've darted. Yako, ooh. So the DC is 15. Can that I use my reaction... Yeah. ...to use cutting words? Um, yes, I will allow it. Te technically, you should have said it before, but I will allow it. So it's... So it's, um... Because it's reaction so to a creature passing. Oh, yeah, but not before the but consequence. before yeah. knowing the results. So no, that's fair. I, did, I did immediately say, yeah, that's true. Um, um, so, yeah, go for it. Yep. So I think this will automatically... It's a D8, so take five that's off it. that. That's it, yeah. So yeah, it's failed. It's so now um, I use one bard, bardic inspiration for that cutting yep. words. Um, it but fire. it goes through. So it's fairy fired, yeah. now everyone has advantage. Um, yeah, it's not liking that. And then as bonus action... <laughs> Yevon's just so happy. He's like, yes! Yeah! <laughs> Give me that sweet, sweet advantage. Cool, so that's up. Um, I'm going to also just do my bonus action. Uh, just May as well just do Hexblade's Curse. Yeah. 30 feet, though. Let me just see if I'm within range. Cool. Yeah, I got it. I'll just do a um, Hexblade's Curse as well. Um, it's the only bonus action I can do, so I may as well do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that doesn't do anything to it for now, though. That only really activates when I do damage. Exactly. I will mark it with another symbol. Wow, you guys are just stacking on modifiers. Um, <laughs> let's do for Hexblade's Curse. I like the key, the, the lock, the lock, as if you've locked off an ability. Uh, out of interest, which ability did you want to lock off? That's Hex. Uh, this is oh, yeah, Curse. sorry. Hexblade's Curse is different. Yeah, I'll, sorry. I'll quickly put this um, in for you so you can Yeah, thank look. you. It's just extra damage for you. Sorry, I keep, I keep getting those mixed up. Let's do this one for Hex then. The chain around so the Hex. Hex. That seems appropriate. Hex is also a um, crit on a 19 or 20, right? Oh, Hexblade's Curse is. Uh, Hexblade's Hex Curse is, is a concentration, so I can't do that. Yeah. Unless yeah. I want to drop the Fairy Fire, so I won't do that. Exactly. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. uh, anything uh, else in your turn, Jim? I've literally used all my That's things. It. Yeah. The one thing I have to ask is. Yeah. Do I get a reaction? How does reactions work? Like, do I gain one at the end of my turn because I've used it this turn? Like, do I have or do I have none for the rest until my next turn? Uh, you've got none to your next turn because you used okay. your reaction. Yeah. So, so you get your reactions back. I think it's the beginning of your turn. You get your reactions back sure. at the end of the turn. Pretty, I'm pretty yeah, confident yeah. that's the case. It's Let's check. Good, so. Let's do a quick rules check. Reactions 5e. Um, let's have yeah. a quick look. Um, whoever gets there first gets a bonus. The start of your next turn. Sorry. I was, I was pretty confident it was the start. Uh, to hey, stop look, people it, doing it stuff worked. like that. Yeah, no, it yeah. worked out well, though. Like, it, now it's verified, so it's perfect. Yeah. Um, the Watcher. Yeah, that's it. My turn. Um, not... The tentacles all move aside. Um, Seth is sort of slammed into the beach, taking a little bit of damage. The tentacles drop. This large central mass rises up out of the water and shoots this ball of inky blackness towards you guys. Um, it is going to land. I'll just quickly see where that's going to land. Uh, yeah, probably the best point for it to drop that bad boy is right here because you guys are all nicely grouped up around this spot here. Yeah, we are, are You are very nicely grouped up. Thank you for that. So it's going to drop this cloud of inky blackness. Um, now, the question I have is... Oh, because I hit everyone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> could could everybody please make me a uh, dexterity saving throw, please? Oh, this can go... 14. 14, yep. Is, is that the saving throw? One? 
Is this a so poison? Let's have a quick look. Uh, this is not poison, this is acid. Um, so we've got 19 from Lyra, 15 from Mira, 7 from Lockie, 21 from Yerveth. Uh, 15 and above is a pass. So Mira, oh, you just pass. Jin, you're just under. Sorry, mate. Lockie, you're definitely under. <laughs> so oh, under. Um, I'm not <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, I might actually use my fun coin. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it, yeah. Absolutely. Well, actually, I won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's what happens as this, as this ink, as this glob of inkil, uh, as this glob of inkular blackness, as this globular blob of inky blackness. Just getting my um, spoonerisms, my rhythm spoons, um, strikes the sand. It explodes, showering you in this dark black smoke that actually seems to hang around. Um, the splash of this as it contacts you burns. Uh, anyone who passed the save takes half damage. Anyone who fell takes full damage. Um, I'm really sorry, guys. It is 22 points of acid damage from this. I'm so sorry. I rolled almost max damage. The, the good news is, the good news is it regenerates on a five or a six. I rolled a four. Um, as this as this shoots out and strikes each of you, um, the tentacles are then going to try and tear uh, Seth apart. Actually, oh, Lockie. You're not within 15 feet of this thing, are you? I may be. Oh, you oh. lucky piece of shit. <laughs> 20 feet. Never mind. Carry on, Lucky. Um, oh. Seth takes the brunt of this then. Oh, oh no. fuck. That's a crit. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry, oh, Seth. Oh, no. Seth is, Seth is torn in half. Uh, this creature literally tears Seth apart as it deals as it deals 18 damage on top of the uh, 12 it had already dealt to him. Seth is torn in half. Um, he's basically, he is just ripped in half by these tentacles. His guts spray across the beach um, onto the sand. Uh, Seth is no more. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Shit, I wasn't expecting the NPC to die so quickly. That was. I didn't. I didn't think I was going to crit on that. Um, yeah. Um, the watcher. Now that it's no longer bound by, because it's no longer grappling Seth, which means it can move. Which means it is in range to Lockie. Um, so it's used up one action tentacle. It's got one more tentacle strike. I'm sorry, Lockie. Um, as it rips forward, Lockie. Yes. Does a natural one hit you? No, an eight. I'm balancing out the crit <laughs> as the tentacle whips towards you as this creature tries to, tries to grapple you. Um, I, maybe let, let's explain, like, the, the acid that's coating you, you sort of, like, are moving blindly around trying to wipe this off as you feel it damaging your internal components. You move just out of the way of this tentacle as it slams into the beach near you, wraps around a portion of sand and pulls it back towards this creature, but it is unable to, uh, to grab you. That's the end of its turn. It's used up everything it's got. Lyra, you're up next. Um, while you are in this inky cloud of blackness uh, and covered in this acid, um, you are, it's, it's partially obscured. It's like a little bit like a fog cloud in a way. Um, so it is, it is partially obscured. If I step obscured. out of it, like if I step yeah. left, you know, will I be fully fine? Yeah, you can move out of it. Of course you can. Yeah. yeah, okay. So she moves out of the ink cloud. Yeah. Fuck you, ink cloud. Yep. Um... And actually, no, she not take a step backwards. She may even take one in that direction yep. uh, to get out of the cloud. And then, uh, so now that it's no longer obscured, yep. she's going to drop down a third level moonbeam as her action. Oh, fuck yes. I love the moonbeam. 
Third level, uh, you say? Is that with advantage? No, because well, it's a it's a con save for Moonbeam. So no. It's a con okay. save. So unfortunately yeah. not. Um, let's see if I've got a cool image for the Moonbeam. Um, let's see my library. Oh, that's a good roll. That's a really Ooh. good roll. Not um, bad. Two fives and a six. Nice. That's the best moon <laughs> image that I have. Hell yeah. I um, see. I see nine plus five plus five. I like that. That's pretty. So it's even better than the six. So the moonbeams are ten foot, isn't it? Yeah. From memory. It's D10s, not D6s. Oh, it's a Mandela. Yeah, I love the Mandela so much that I'm actually literally wearing one right now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> You've been moonbeamed. I've been moonbeamed. Um, yeah, I've been hardcore <laughs> moonbeamed. Um, sorry, the con save, let me just double check because I, I, I do, I have made this mistake with moonbeam before. It's a creature that starts its turn. Yeah, on its turn, so it's yeah. not now. It's later. Perfect, yeah, I did think that. Cool, cool, cool. It's, it's this, uh, when a creature enters the spell area for the first time or starts its turn, it's engulfed in ghostly flames. Yeah, beautiful. Um, but at least so the damage is already there, so... Yeah, so 19 radiant damage. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'll tell you what, I'll already add it. Oh, no, I've got to roll the con save. I'll, I'll do that when we get to its turn. Just try to remind me yep. if I forget. And then, yes, Lyra. And bonus action. Then as a bonus action, she's going to shift into a giant eagle... Yep. And um, she's going to. She got a speed of eighty foot, so yeah, she can reach. She can reach that guy, can't she? Don't have a token for your giant eagle yet. We will have to. Pretty uh, Yeah. There you go. I'll give you control of that token. Um, and I will get a token for your giant eagle. I just realised you don't have one. Um. Which is stupid because you're going to use the giant eagle every time you can now because you've got access to flying forms. So I, I mean, really should have. Probably a decent amount. Really should have been prepared for that, that the giant eagle would make it. Turn. I'll hide Lyra up towards the. It's the fog cloud. Hide Lyra up towards there just to keep her out of the way for the moment um, so that you can still see her on the initiative. Oh, whoops. That's not good. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it turns she out if you me. stretch. Yeah, if you stretch her face, it looks hilarious. Uh, Lyra, you should have control <laughs> of the. Um, you should have control of the eagle now. Please feel free to move yourself freely. Okay. So she's gonna move that body horror there. 40... Sorry for that. <laughs> she's gonna move the forty feet to the um, in like a direct line. Mm-hmm. Um, attack the tentacly inky yep. dude with um, her multi attack. Hate to be, hate to be this you dude. Can't, you can't because you did. Yeah, because you did moonbeam. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, never mind. No, it's good yeah. though. It's that's a really that's probably like the best um, sequence of yeah. like you know sort of yeah. stuff. In which did. case, she does not fly towards there. She goes directly up. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll chuck you there. Sorry. How? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, you, okay. you, you can move yourself where you want to be. While you're doing yeah. that, we will jump over to the Lockmeister. Uh, Lock- <laughs> you are covered in acid. I am. This is uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This does not feel nice. This is not what my gears should be doing. They are grating against each other in most. This is not way. optimal. This no, is the opposite. The opposite of the lovely whale oil that you've uh, had access to previously. Yes. I was enjoying the scent of that, even though I can't smell. Okay, so I'm going okay. to go. Bear with me. Uh, five. Whoops, that's the brand. Definitely the wrong button. Apologies. I'm going to go. Five. Come on. I say thank you. Five. Whoops. Uh, ten. 
15, 20, 25, and then I'm going to, there's a reason I did that. I'm going to... <laughs> Please to hear that. Okay, there I'm going to hit him with um, my yeah, Grimflare blade, which is... Yep. The Grimflare for those playing at home. Um, so it, um, little mists come out of the outside of his cogs and he's going to mm-hmm. strike it against his body and it's going to fire up and he's going to take two swings with it. Amazing. Let's see it. With advantage. With yes, advantage. with advantage. So that's the first one. 16 is just enough to hit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Just enough. Well, he's taking a bit. This guy's taking some taking some hits. He's not liking this very much. 2d8 fire. So I'm just gonna roll 2d8. Fire damage. Yes. Okay. 2d8, which was not a lot. That's fine. And I'm gonna take my second attack. Now, is the second attack Grunfloat Bait or is it just a normal mace attack? Uh, the I'm pretty sure it's because you've leveled I up. Think, oh, it's a good question. I That's think Green Flame Blade, though, because it's a cantrip attack, I don't think it actually is a no, attack action. It's not an attack action, so you, you do the cantrip instead of the attack, and it does the extra damage instead of doing the multi attack. Yeah, that's why it does. So the cantrip um, will scale with damage, so you can still, like, it'll still be good for people yeah. who only hit so once. So that's exactly right, yep. Um, and it's just that you get extra damage from it so that it stays level with the um, attack action. That's fine. Um, then I won't worry about that. So I'm going to then uh, bonus action. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shatter myself. Okay. And Boots the winding path. Which is where would you like to? Before. Yeah. Where would you like to reform? Um, five, ten. I was standing there at fifteen, I believe. Perfect, Mundo. So, go for, for. So all these cogs just like kind of like one little one goes and fires. So actually, no, he would have dropped it when he when he ran now because we changed that. Um, so they will basically. Um, he locks all his gears up and builds attention to the gears until he just flies apart. And then it's sort of like this magnetic energy just pulls it back to where he was and he builds himself back up ready to go again. Yeah, very very Iron Giant, uh, Iron Giant style where he just reassembles himself into, into position. Great um, movie. Great movie. Um, Lockie, that's your turn. Fantastic. Yerveth. Alrighty. Well. You're gonna let this tentacle fuck beat bop all over you what are you doing you might you might actually hit it this time i might actually hit it this time i'm gonna move <laughs> yeah i know right uh i'm gonna move over to you know, this yep. tree so we're gonna go from tree to tree and now that this tentacle beast is lit up for me thank you jen i'm going to take some shots with it absolutely thank thank groot i've got a yes. feeling this is gonna be brutal um Three attacks, all with advantage. No, one attack. One attack. Oh, okay. Uh, two, two attacks, sorry. Two attacks. Yeah, two attacks. Yeah, so I get I get the third attack for my first turn of combat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's only the first turn. Yeah. And you get the bonus 10 feet movement, I think, from memory as well. Yes, that's yep. right. Yeah, I've Gloom never played a Gloomstalker. Really I've always wanted first. to. Yeah. Gloomstalker yeah, about the... Especially when combined with Colossus Slayer as well as the... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, let's let's see some attacks. Yerveth, roll those dice, no, baby. Uh, roll with, okay, because I'm going to attack. Let's roll. 
Yep, 16, 16 is good. That's definitely hit already, so that's a nice start. again to see if I get a crit. Yeah, that crit, you deserve it. 15. So 16 hits, so you got the, got the first hit. Do you want to just roll to see if they all hit and then roll damage? Yeah, absolutely. So both you and Lockie have both gotten 16 and 15. Yeah. 18, right. so both both attacks hit, so you, you're good to go. That is, both attacks hit. Um, so I'll roll damage for the first one. Yep. So that's going to be 8 for the, and then 6 for the sneak attack. Uh, I'll roll again for the second. The question is, would you get the sneak attack in this situation? Because there's does. no one next to it. Advantage. He has advantage. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Sorry, I'm having a stupid moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> um, yep. Silly Yep, yep, yep. Nah, oh, jeez. And I'll get the hunter's mark damage as well. Exactly, yep. I'll roll that again. I'll just cast it again, so it's four. Yep. And I'll get the I'll do the second damage as well. Absolutely. So that's another so get sneak attack once though. Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't know why it's rolling in the. That's fine. No, no, it, it rolls it every time just so that you can see it. Um, oh, ooh, that's handy. Okay. Jared, something really fun's happening with your webcam. Oh, oh you're back. Yeah. That was really what cool. Happened? You pixelated for a second, it's like full blown oh. pixelation. It was great. Oh, it was I really can fun. see it. Yeah. I can see that on the on the stream. Yeah. Um, anything <laughs> else you have? That was that was awesome. That was some good damage. Yeah, oh, that was that's good. Weird. That's very good. Mira. Uh, Mira. Start thinking about your turn, Mira. You have a few all done? Uh, do I get Hunter's Mark damage again for the second attack? Yes. Yes, yes. yeah, so yeah. I say every attack. So I'll, I'll join you to use a four again, or do you want to roll it again? Uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave it with a four. So we'll do the, yeah, I, yeah, I'm happy for you to roll it once each turn. That's that's fine. Cool. You uh, also have a bonus action still. Yeah, if you I want do. to use it. I will bonus action hide. Then yeah, nice. Uh, do you want to roll me a stealth yeah. check right now? And I'll Absolutely. I've got a feeling you're gonna be able to hide from it. <laughs> Twenty-nine. Wow. Nah, it's 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 eye. Its yeah, eyes are locked on it. <laughs> uh, you see one of the tentacles that like, come out from the tree next to you, and it's literally just an eye on a tentacle <laughs> connected to this main <laughs> thing. Just watching I'll like a periscope. <laughs> like War of the Worlds, where it like yeah. comes in. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, Mira, would you like to have your turn? Yes, I would like to move further into the tree. If I can. Yeah, you just sort of move back into the yeah. tree. Do you want to make me a quick acrobatics check? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> just a little one. Just a little acrobatics check. Pull out, I know. Natural no, 20, 22. No. Oh, nice. you, wrap, you wrap your dragonborn tail around one of the branches, swing up to a higher position and like position yourself in the fork of a tree. Um, you have like laser eyes sight on this thing. You are locked and loaded and ready to go. Well, in that case, uh, she will kind of feeling the, the 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 frost, the frosty leaves around her from the residual elemental energy. Yeah. So just raise her hands, and all of the frost and the moisture coalesces up into the air, arcs over the top of this thing, and will come down as an ice storm. So you mm. need to make another dexterity saving wow. throw, please. Yes, it will be my absolute pleasure. Um, oh, that's a six. So uh, I'm guessing it passes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he takes 2d8 bludgeoning and 4d6 cold damage. Ooh. Oh, roll those. This is going to be bad. Ooh. Whoa, shit. Ooh. Okay. Um, so, let me add that right now. Fourth level. Nice. Ooh. And then uh, I'll use another sorcery point to do we can spell for another firebolt. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, you haven't changed. You know, it's still ice damage you're doing, but the cold damage. So um, still cold. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So I'm going to change it. 
It's gonna oh. Wow. Do you want to roll to hit first, though? Because you don't automatically hit with the fireball. No. <laughs> 15 damage is sweet, but yeah. I will I will make you roll first. Oh, I'm sorry, Mira. You have advantage. You have advantage. Advantage. Yeah. Advantage. Oh, yeah. I do. I do have advantage. Verify. That's right. Sweet, sweet, very fun. That's uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's the firebolt, as the firebolt just strikes the water and just, it just sizzles. Um, anything I else on your tenure? It's not great. That was terrible. This this creature's... I'm not happy about this. You guys have done too much damage. Um, Jin, it is your go. Okay. I'm going to... Run oh, actually, I probably should have got a concentration check on you for the damage you took for the... Um, Acid. Ah, uh, yes. I'll grab that con save now. I'll show you be fine. Yeah, you're fine. Perfect. Um, okay, so I'm going to run over here, and as I'm sort of running, I'm going to uh, cast a spell. Yes. Um, and from my uh, sort of, it looks a bit more of a radiant nature. I uh, was as I'm sort of like, um, sort of. Have a quick look. So as I'm sort of saying some words and um, using some, um, doing some somatics, so some signs with my hands and stuff, yep. um, a like an ethereal green sword will appear next to this creature. Wait, how much is it? Yeah, summon a spiritual weapon. Yes, spiritual weapon. I will summon a sword for you on, in a second. Um, yeah, that'll do. Be a nice little sword. Right there? Yeah, perfect. I'll give you control yep. of it too. Um, where are we? Theory and Whisper Wings. There you are. You should have control of that sword now. Perfect. So I'll leave it there. Um, I'm going to... See, when you cast spell, you can make a melee spell attack mm-hmm. against a creature within five feet of it. So I will do a, a attack with it. Absolutely, why not? So, if I cast that on VTT, does it do the attack? It should yes. Do. Yes. It does. Oh, 23, 7 force damage. Yikes. I'll just roll, a, I'm just going to roll a flat d20 just to see if it crit, no, no crit. Um, no crit. Cool, so, yes. Yeah, 19 would have been cool then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, 19 what's actually. Your, yep, what's your Hexblade's curse? Um, so that does an extra th- uh, three bonus damage to the damage roll, so that does ten damage. Yep, done. Entered in. This creature, you just slice through one of the tentacles. Um, as the ice storm tore through, you saw a number of the tentacles freeze in place. This sword just just cuts through and slashes the ice sort of um, shattering and the tentacles dropping into the water. There's only a handful of tentacles left. This thing is looking very much hurt. Anything else in your turn, Jin? I will. Um, I use my action. So as I've sort of cast these like sort of radiant yeah. sort of spells, or it's probably not really radiant so much as it's still got the ethereal green sort of yeah. feel to it, um, sort of and that sword, sword yeah. pops up and starts slicing in. I'm going to then follow it up with um, uh, like this sort of that familiar sort of ethereal green sort of um, swirling motion, like energy in my hands. That then I start Eldritch to do blast. some Eldritch blast. Eldritch blast. Pew 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 away. Fire them lasers. 19's going to hit. 7 force damagios plus another 3 for your Hexblade's curse. So that's 10. Yep. So, uh, yes. Oh, that's 9. 9. I'm only doing the first damage. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't even see that one. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. I, uh, I didn't and even then, see the first uh, one. 
I'm just doing these for rolls and yeah, then I'll absolutely. take the first damage. Yeah, sorry. That's another that. 24. That's going to hit five so force damage. That's five force damage and plus three. Oh, man. Yeah. Eldritch Blast just shatters another tentacle that's been frozen by this ice. Um, yeah, this thing begins squealing, this awful gurgling noise bubbling up from the water. Anything else in your turn, Jim? Um, having a quick look. Yeah, no, none of them are 19s. Um, Fantastic. Bonus actions done, main actions yeah. done. Yeah, I'll pass my turn. Uh, at the beginning of its turn, its uh, cloud of Ooh. smog, poison smog, disappears, and it makes a con save for the moonbeam. If it fails this... 14? What's your, what's your DC? 15? Don't say the result. Oh, there we go. So what was the damage? Was it 19? 19. 19 damage. Oh, that's, one. that's spicy. How do you want to do this? Yeah. Nice. I think what happens is... So what, what time of day is it right now? Uh, it's late afternoon. The moon is in the sky, sort of visible right. on the horizon. Yeah. Oh, sorry, cool. I should say, sorry. Um, there are two moons around... Um, around Nostea, there are two moons. Phoebe right. and well, Melody. Whichever the moons seems cooler, it starts looking <laughs> like... <laughs> one is a silvery blue, one is a darker orange. Well, it's got to be the silvery blue because of the colour of the mandala. Yeah. Phoebe, but, um, Phoebe's slightly bigger, so that makes sense. Yeah. So it, it looks like it's getting bigger and bigger in the sky as it goes. Um, and what eventually happens is the circle of moonbeam light that opens up in the space where the um, the creature tentacles are, and it's just gets completely blasted like a giant beam from something out of Star Trek, just complete annihilation, nothing left. Yeah. Also, my camera batteries have died, and it's left me on a really great refresh. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I was prepared for this. I was prepared for this. I have your, I have your player photo. I can turn off your, um, your camera, and we can just see your, your photo instead. I will do that for you right now. So if I turn, I had, off... I had two batteries. There we go. Uh, Cora's sleeping on them. No, it's all good. I, I was prepared for this if that was going to happen. So that's fine. Um, yeah, you watch as this, as this blast of silvery blue energy just descends. As... The creature begins disintegrating. Um, the last of the tentacles sort of turning to ash and, uh, and dust as the moonbeam just pulses with this devastating light. Um, and you watch as it, along with the, the body of Seth, is disintegrated, um, leaving uh, this incredible... Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, fulgurite, fulgurite, when you have the lightning strike sand. So the, the energy from this moonbeam basically melts the sand into this layer of glass in this sort of swirling pattern um, as you are now out of initiative. There is nothing left behind of this creature or Seth, just this burned um, glass circle in the sand on the edge of the water that sort of tips slightly and begins very slowly sliding into the water, this circle of glass. And with that... Oh, yes. Before it has a chance to escape into the water, can Lyric just quickly snag it? The glass? Yeah, yeah, just rush up and grab it. Yeah, 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 she wants the glass. Uh, yeah, so you have a 10-foot diameter, very <laughs> brittle piece of, uh, of burnt glass made from the sand, nice. the, the energy sand. Um, as you sort of pull it back, can you make me a sleight of hand check to see how you're able, how delicately you handle this? Um, 
Okay, she last is also of the night. still an eagle. Ah, fantastic. You oh. do this with disadvantage with your claws. <laughs> what Excellent. skill is sleight of hand? Dexterity. So just, just two yeah. dex checks. You are not proficient okay. as an eagle. It's gonna be. This is gonna be. I, I'm. I'm. This is gonna be great. I'm ready for the sound of eagle talons on glass. No. Um, as you grab it, it shatters. The 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 sort of the temperature differential. It just cracks and shatters, leaving you holding this shard of fulgurite uh, in your talons uh, on the edge of the beach. As the rest of it just immediately starts dropping and shattering into the uh, into the sand. And with that, as you are all sort of standing around, looking at the lake, uh, the edges of this blue hole. That is where we will leave things for tonight. Oh, I'll, back next session. Um, I'll, go, yes. I'll go up to, um, uh, I'll just very quickly yeah. go up to you and just be like, um, so, do you need, are you looking for work? And she'll hand him a business card. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, the business card, she, she, so, Claire, Claire slash Miriam had these made up, uh, like so. So the business card she hands you, oh. uh, Yerveth, um, it's a very fine. Actually, do you want to describe them, Mira? Sorry. This is fun. Yeah. Oh, no, we haven't we haven't made a symbol, but it's the the Tempest Guild Adventuring Company, uh, with a contact address. Yeah, which uh, is the Night Hall, um, the yeah. Night Hall uh, Manor in Oxenfurt, which you would know about. It's a it's a, an old oh. family estate, this prestigious family home on the river. Um, it looks like it's been gifted to them as their guild hall. Yeah, Yerveth does like the equivalent of like the new intern, like going for a job. He like straightens up. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, I, uh, uh, yes, actually, in fact, I was uh, in, the, in the market. <laughs> and he, like awkwardly grabs the business card. Like, you sort, yeah. of, you sort of hear off in the distance, Jinska. Well, what else were you going to do in a jungle? <laughs> Wow! All alone, and wow. that 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 and that bullying is where we will end tonight. <laughs> um, man, that was a, that was an awesome session. Um, that was great. That was thank you so much, everybody. That was, I had a lot of fun. That was that was really really good. Um, thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. Um, please 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 stick around. We want to we want to see more of you. Over. So uh, if you're keen to come back Absolutely. next week, we're so keen to have you. Um, yep. Awesome. I'll, I'll bring us back to the webcam map just for this last little bit so we can say goodbye. And, uh, say goodbye in glorious uh, high definition. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming and joining us. I hope you have really, really enjoyed the session tonight. Uh, episode 44 uh, tonight. So just a few Ooh, episodes. Um, yeah, so we're up to our midlife crisis. Uh, what are we going to do for it? Or is Yerveth our midlife crisis? Yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you so much everybody we will see you all later um, I will be back at some point during the week um, I Expect You to Die 2 has just dropped on Steam which means I'm obviously going to be wanting to play that in VR um, so that's going to be really fun uh, I'm also keen to do a bit of an Akron stream if anyone's around on the weekends which that is a, a, a VR game where I'm in VR and you guys are on your phones and uh, it's a really fun game like competitive you guys are cooperative against me which is lots of fun like it's always great when you can team up against the, uh, the Dungeon Master um, although in this one I'm a giant tree so I'm sort of like it's hard to explain Akron it's better experienced if I explain it it just sounds a bit weird but experience is amazing um, but yeah we will be back next Wednesday so stay, stay safe stay well and we will see you all next time thanks everybody we'll see you later thanks guys Bye. farewell everybody